go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you gonna blame the defense? I got the pouch. Screw green bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. And that's the other part of this, the people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best, and it does a different way, with positivity. He scores! Oh, my head! Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. What would you give up to see a Jets Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumb, boys and girls. Freeze run. Freeze. Jets! 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 Hold on to your underwear, ladies. And stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I got Mr. Greenbean to my that way. I got Mr. O'Leary to my this way. Wow, did that backwards. That was very confusing for me. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm happy. I, uh, you know, I was I really... Uh... Just want to get into this free agent period. I want to see franchise tags. I'm ready to talk about the Jets with my boys. Looking forward to this. Matt, how you doing tonight? Guys, I had a dream last night that uh, we were at the Talking Jets draft party and uh, Joe Alt fell to the New York Jets. So I wow. hope that was a reality in a few months. So I wanted to share that, wanted to plug the Talking Jets party, but had a little dream about it too. That's how much I'm thinking about it. Matt, can you put the link to the Talking Jets draft party in the live chat? I'll pin it up there <laughs> for us so we got that. I did put a poll question in the chat for you guys as well. While you're over there, you can take a look. Which is the most pressing need in free agency? So it's, it's very clear wording there. Need in free agency. Not necessarily a draft. Maybe you have some other ideas for that. Offensive tackle, interior offensive line, wide receiver, backup quarterback. You guys can vote on that on your way in. If you're coming in, make sure you hit that like button. If you guys are listening to this after the fact, maybe you're listening to it via podcast because this is released on just audio format as well. So you can listen to it in your car if you're on your way to work. We don't usually advertise that as much as we probably should, but we are excited to talk to you boys and girls. And if you want to get into our t-shirt giveaway, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt jersey giveaway at the end of this stream. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick a new qualifier. And then any of the uh, timestamped comments down below will be added in for our giveaway as well. So we got yeah. a lot of stuff going to this. The theme of this show to start, we I, I gauged Green Bean and Matt's uh, opinions on their free agents lists. So what we did was we each came up independently of our own top five free agent lists. So if you guys want to put your top five free agents that you would like the Jets to target in the chat, that might be kind of fun. But that's kind of where we're going to start this sort of conversation. So Green Bean, wait, I want to go over to you first. What do you kind of feel like... Uh. Uh, I guess after seeing the Super Bowl and, and things like that, let, let's do that. Let, before we go into the free agent stuff, let's recap yeah, the Super yeah. Bowl. I feel like that's where we got to start. We so what were your thoughts that. on the game? Well, my thoughts on the game were this. Uh, no matter what happened, what I would, what I have been saying, now I've become somewhat of, a, of an old grump, and I'm aware of this. Uh, but what I was saying the, for the past couple of weeks was we have Sam Darnold uh, just waiting in the wings to drive a dagger in our heart to come in and win the win the game. Or we have a guy that we just traded to the Chiefs, uh, and he will come out of the, the, the ashes to have a great game. 
And people say, ah, stop fucking looking at the negatives, man. Will you just stop it? I was, okay, all right. Because right. I believe the NFL is not the NFL. I believe the NFL is the attempt at finding the most creative ways to hurt Jets fans' feelings league. That's what I think it is. I've, I'm absolutely convinced. And for all of the doubters, can you just, could you make it any more beautiful as far as delicious pain? Could you? The overtime final moments, the guy wasn't good enough to be on our squad. He's, we don't need this guy. He sucks. Wins the game for the Chiefs. Taylor Swift is happy. Ta uh, 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 Ch Kelsey is becoming a heel. How dare he smash Andy Reid's playbook out of his... What is going on with all this stuff? I hate the Chiefs maybe as much as I do the Dolphins all of a sudden. But, man, it was an exciting game. But let me tell you, I just... I couldn't believe... I, I giggled to myself. I, I can't even believe that shit's real. I was right. I can't even believe it. So there it is. I think it was painful and ugly, and I hated it, Ryan. That's what I got for you. <laughs> O'Leary, how, how are you feeling about that Super Bowl? Um, it was a fun one for, for me. So I went down to Atlantic City with some of my closest friends to, to watch the Super Bowl. We were in uh, the Borgata Sportsbook, and there was an incredibly annoying 49ers fan sitting at the bar behind us. Um, so his pain and suffering was a little bit joyous for me at the end of the night after dealing with him for four hours, but, uh, it was a slow, I thought a slow start to that game, a little bit of a boring first half, but man, did it make up for it in the second half and overtime that was electric. Um, I was a little confused, not going to lie. I was a little confused by the overtime rules at first because those were, uh, a little bit new. Uh, we had some confusion at the sports book as well. People were like, why aren't they taking a timeout? The quarter's going to expire. Uh, so there's some confusion. There was fun. A drunk lady fell down, had to get wheelchaired out. So I was having the best time over there. It was, it was good. So Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't do anything crazy. Went over to the neighbor's house for the pregame stuff and then came back home and just watched it on the couch with Becca. But I'll, I agree. I was confused a little bit with the overtime, and I was texting with some of my buddies, and I was like, you know what, based on these rules, because this was the first time I had really, you know, experienced the the overtime in, in the playoffs. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking like, I would defer that kick. Why are the 49ers accepting this? This is a very weird situation. You're guaranteed the ball. Like if you score a touchdown, you're going to give the ball back to the Chiefs. They're going to go for two yeah. on the other end and you're going to lose. Like why on yeah. earth would you ever do that? Did you guys catch that while you were watching it or anything? Mm -hmm. Like it threw me for a loop. And then I saw a, like a, an article or a tweet or something the, the following day that said like, oh, we would have gone for two, you know, had the had the Niners scored a touchdown. I was like, I was right. <laughs> I was like, why would you why would you accept it? I was like, it's weird to like defer a kick in overtime, but I think that would have been the right call. Please. Yeah, I was just gonna say I I, <laughs> I tend to agree with you, but you could also make the case that the third possession could be like the last because if both teams mm -hmm. score but you bring up the good point with the with the going for two, right? Then it don't then it don't matter if you don't stop the the going for two that you took it first. Um, after learning of these new rules, I tend to agree with you. I think uh, deferring it so then you at least know what you need to get, right? Like mm -hmm. if the 49ers kick a field goal, then you know, okay, we could either go down, kick a field goal, or if you just score, you win the game, or if you get a stop, you know, whatever happens happens, kind of a thing. So. 
Uh, yeah, after further review, I think uh, I would put my defense on the field first. Man, for that Super Bowl overall, well, I get Greenbean, I'll let you, I guess, respond to that as well. Like, what were your thoughts of the overtime and, and maybe deferring it? Well, it's funny because it's a new way to think about it, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, up until very recently, you know, really the coin toss decided the whole game in many respects. It's like, you know, all you had to do was get that ball. So I think it might be one of those scenarios of like old habits die hard, just the old thinking like it's overtime. We won the toss. We take the ball. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you're right. I thought about the same thing. It's like, you know, now it, it gives you the opportunity to respond which is, I think, more valuable uh, to know exactly what you have to do. Like the Chiefs, they knew. And the announcers talked about it, too. They said, well, you know, now that they know they only, you know, they're, they're up against a field goal, it changes the urgency. It changes what you have to do, the way you play it. There's not like that panic, which could, even if, you know, you're capable of getting a touchdown, there's that intensity, that that kind of necessary, we have to get down there, which could cause mistakes. And there's all kinds of stuff that, that come from that. So I think it was a mistake. And um, but I think it's one of those things. It's just a it there's a new flip to the way the NFL has always been for just the past couple of years. Um, and it was uh the Chiefs, interestingly enough, that kind of were on the other end of um uh, you know, the the reason that the rule was created in the first place, they were the beneficiaries of it, with the Bills being the ones, if I remember correctly, uh, the ones that kind of got burned. And then here they here they are. They kind of are the they are the beneficiaries now again, because in just a few years ago, that was game. That was game. So, yeah, I think it was a mistake by uh, by Shanahan there. Yeah, man. Three Super Bowls now Shanahan has been in. One as an offensive coordinator, two as a head coach, and he just seems to get away from the run consistently. You trade all these draft assets to go get Christian McCaffrey, and you're in your biggest moment, you're not using him in the second half. Like I thought it was a completely dumbfounding situation. I consider Shanahan one of the best coaches in the NFL, and to see him fall apart systematically consistently in the Super Bowl in the biggest spots is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. I mean, and then Ayuk. I, we could talk about Ayuk. Ayuk. I got that. Yep. That little ticker pulled up. Should the Jets make a trade for Ayuk? This guy's oh, apparently yeah. on his way out. He doesn't, or it doesn't seem like he's looking to to stay with the 49ers. He's got his girlfriend saying, "Oh, this could be the last time we set foot on this field," and then his brother saying, "This is why we're not going to be here next year." And then he's doing an interview at the, you know, in front of his locker where he's like crying and he's not really sure if he's going to be here. He's just like, "Oh, I want to be a champion" or something along those lines. So I guess. Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Brandon Ayuk, potentially on the uh, on the trade block. Would you try to make a move for the wide receiver? If you can get him for a 2025 first and not this year's first, then I would say yes. Assuming that he's signing a contract extension too. Like that's got to be a part of it. You're not doing it for a rental. But at the same time, I'm not giving up pick 10 for him because they have way too many needs. I don't think they're going to be able to fill out just, you know, fixing the offensive line through free agency. I think they're going to need that 10th pick in order to uh, completely overhaul that unit. So I don't love the idea of giving up pick 10, but if you're making that kind of a trade and they would take a 2025 first, you're hoping that is pick number 32 and pick 32 is a lot different than giving up a top 10 pick. Uh, and you could structure the contract where, you know, his cap hit and a lot of money is in the first two to three years of that new deal. And then that coincides when Garrett's new contract would be kicking in because Garrett has, what, three more years on his current deal. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I think that would be the way to go about it. I don't think Joe Douglas does it. I, I don't think the Jets actually pull the trigger on it, but that is absolutely a name that I would be in on a 20 soon to be 26 year old wide receiver coming off a 1300 yard season. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a fascinating wide receiver and a fast, like I, I feel like the jets are going to be a little bit of a tough spot to land a free agent wide receiver. So I'm like in on the whole trade side of things. I like Ayuk up, is up there on my list. Cortland Sutton, I've talked about up there on my list. Like that's where I think you're going to get some of the better caliber wide receivers, as opposed to the, like trying to bid for him in the free agent market. Um, another thing we could possibly talk about is maybe like trading. Like I, I like your idea of the giving up the 2025 pick, like for sure. And maybe you tie it to like some sort of production stat. So that way you, you protect yourself in the event Rogers goes down and then Ayuk doesn't hit, you know, certain milestones or something like that. But, um, maybe they flip like the number 10 pick for number 31. That's the average of basically the 26th overall pick. If you like how deep this tackle class is. And you, you feel like you can get a starting caliber tackle at that point. Maybe that's something you, you kind of consider uh, as, a, as an alternative option. Greenbean, where do you stand on Brandon Ayuk? Would you want the, the Jets to maybe explore a trade for him? Yeah, well, I, I think it would be fantastic. Imagine Garrett Wilson and Brandon Ayuk uh, together on the field. That was an interesting one. I actually said it a couple times, like, you know, um, and look, it could just be Brock Purdy, you know, in the in the big moment, not being able to kind of see guys. He was under pressure a lot. But I was saying that, like, look, man, you got, you know, you guys got Debo, Ayuk, you got uh, Kittle, you know, McCaffrey, all these guys. And it seemed like none of them were being utilized, like not enough, right? I wanted to see more Kittle. I wanted to see more Ayuk. But it was definitely glaring uh, that he wasn't being used. One thing I'll say is that, you know, the emotions are high. You know, he's crying and everything and everybody's pissed. And so we don't know where this really lands. The smoke could settle in three days and they go, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just upset. You know how it is. I break up, you know, you break up with girlfriends and you go, ah, I don't know what I was thinking. I, you know, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I was in a bad mood. Um, but uh, also, if he wants to be a champion, uh, where better to come than the Jets, huh? I mean, we uh, we've shown we have a pretty hard lo- a straight line to the championship. So why not come over here with this team? Uh, we're built, baby. But I would love it. Um, and I like the idea. I mean, I agree. I would not want to give up this year's first. It's just too. We need the we need to have we need the tackle. It's a strong tackle class. I want the tackle. The flip. I think that's a little far in order to get what we want to get. Uh, done. Um, I don't know if I feel that good about who's going to be sitting there at that point, uh, being able to come in and immediately uh, contribute and be that kind of, you know, that that stabilizing force on the left or right side of the line. I don't know if that's a little makes me a little nervous, but it's interesting. I think the 2025 thing we were talking about it. You know, it's kind of my subject this week. Is it time to take a little bit of the future assets uh, and, you know, and and go all in right now? Like what he was saying, he said, it's now, you know, it's now. That's how he talks. He's now or never, baby. That's how Woody sounds. (laughs) But he said, I was as mad as I've ever been, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, But so so maybe. Uh, you know, we could do that, you know, take 2025 first and get Brandon Ayuk, like you say, get an extension. We still have 10. You trade back, you get a second, you get Fuanga, and uh, you know, you get uh, we did in, in the 10 o'clock mock last night, we got um, uh, Graham Barton in the second to move to the interior, and it was you know, there's, there's a lot of options if you do it that way. 
and, and you, but you could absolutely misplay this. And I wouldn't want to put all of our eggs in the Brandon Ayuk basket, but I'd love to bring him aboard. He's just, he's, a, he's an exciting player. Yeah, you mentioned some of the other players that were uh, not utilized as much. The pressure that was getting on Brock Purdy last night was absolutely incredible. And I would almost argue that Chris Jones was the the MVP of that game. Like, I think he was the reason why they were. I mean, you look at the last play of the game, the the wide open for a touchdown for the 49ers, and he blew through someone on the offensive line, the right guard, I think, blew a blew a block. He comes screaming through. Purdy's got no time. They've got to kick the field goal then. And yeah, yeah look, it's just a very interesting way to see it all go down but as far as Ayuk goes I definitely lean on the same I'm on, I'm on the same wavelength as you guys I don't want to give up number 10 I think it's too valuable I would rather like trade down and get two controllable young assets or take our top offensive tackle you know weapon whatever you want at number 10 um I do think it starts getting a little interesting if you say oh we'll give up a second and a conditional pick next year or something along those lines if the Jets were somehow able to to make that work um but I like Matt's idea of the 2025 pick more than anything, I think. Um, so yeah, you guys can let us know in the chat what you think about Brandon Ayuk. I see Ace of Spade comes in. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, where's my little thing? Boom! <coughs> Continuation. Better overall wide receiver, Calvin Ridley or Cortland Sutton? Two different styles of wide receiver. Um, I yeah. would prefer Cortland Sutton because of his two-year 13 and $13.5 million contract as opposed to Calvin Ridley, who you're going to have to bid against every other team in the NFL and probably have to pay him $18, $19, 20000000 million a year to come in here. And if you have to extend that uh, window a little too much, you might be you know, playing with fire in terms of like a Brees extension or a Garrett extension or something along those lines. So I, I like the size profile of Sutton a little bit more. I'd be happy with either one of them. Uh, Matt, I'll throw this one to you first. What do you think, Ridley or Sutton? Um, that I think head to head, like not looking at contract or anything like that. I think Ridley is probably the better of the two. But as you mentioned, the potential for what the contract and cap hit would look like, uh, and what you would have to give up for potentially a, a Cortland Sutton, like I don't, I, I think it's probably a day three pick in a trade and a good contract for a receiver uh, for two years versus Calvin Ridley, who, as I said, probably the better receiver, but might end up being a little bit more costly. So I think you can make a case that Sutton is the better route to go. But again, head-to-head, -head, I, I think Ridley's probably the better player. Greenbean, what about you, Ridley or Sutton? Yeah, I agree. Um I think it, just like Matt said, if you're gonna if you're gonna re, you know remove everything, like who would you rather bring on? I would rather. Uh, I think Cortland. I'm sorry. I think Calvin Ridley would be the the better player just to bring on, um, you know, uh, to the team. But there's a there's trade. What like well, Ryan? What are you thinking that you got to give? Uh, I think Matt's right. I think it's. I don't know if it's a day three pick, but it's probably like maybe a third. Or a conditional pick, like maybe a fourth yeah. this year and a conditional next year, depending on how Sutton plays. I like I'd be up for that. You know, I I think that's a fine trade for for the the contract that he's on. Like, I feel like the amount of value you get from saving the six or seven million dollars potentially between a Ridley or a Sutton could get you another player like uh you know maybe a Zeitler or uh you know some other maybe a. Uh, Curtis Samuel or something along those lines. Like I, I feel like there's more you could do with the money as opposed to like a later draft pick, I guess. Yeah. Well, and then, cause you look, well, like, so that, that would give us, you're not picking 
so you have 10 overall and the next pick would be 111 as it stands now that's a long if, that's a hundred if you give up pick. the third yeah Right, right, yeah. That's because I don't know. I mean, maybe a fourth could get it done. That would be optimal because we have more than one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, yeah, the money is going to be a big thing this year because we don't. This is a an, an interesting year where we don't have that that unlimited seeming coffer that we're used to having, you know, 78, $90 million. We don't have that this year. And we have to get creative to create some things and create some money. We have to maybe extend some guys and rework some things. And and Joe Douglas has shown that his staff can do that, but it's going to be real interesting. You know, like we have to really, we, we, we need bang for the buck at the same time. You know, we have to not be afraid to spend it. So I don't know, man, you know, like not having a just hypothetically not having that third round pick, even though I think Cortland Sutton would be kind of worth that. Um, I don't know. I don't I, I, I just don't like it. I don't I, I like being able to have those players uh, that are the, I look at the third round as kind of the end of the premium. Right. Mm. Uh, picks you can really do get some nifty nifty little fellers in the third round uh so i don't know i i'd like to continue to have that and be able to use those premium picks for the low contract so you can go out there and spend money so i don't know it's kind of six in one hand half a dozen in the other in some respects mm. but uh if you can get it done for a fourth i think it's a slam dunk Blitzcrew comes in thank you so much Blitzcrew, with the ten dollar super chat it says our signability, trade desirability increases when our backup quarterback situation changes. Need that to happen as soon as possible with our offensive line position flexibility can go for best interior offensive linemen versus offensive tackles we can get. So what you're saying is we need to get the, the backup quarterback situation figured out before we kind of figure out what's going to happen with uh, you know how desirable we look as a landing spot. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the the whole lore is going to be you're getting Aaron Rodgers back and look what this defense can do and what this what this quarterback can do when he's healthy. I don't know if the backup quarterback is going to be enough to like for someone that wants to win a Super Bowl or something along those lines. Like if that's the caliber of player you're you're trying to talk about getting in. I don't know if like a Jacoby Brissett or a Ryan Tannehill or something like that is going to be that tipping point to get someone in here. Uh, and as far as our offensive line flexibility, you could absolutely go with an interior offensive lineman if that's the best uh, offensive lineman that you can get and you have a little bit of flexibility in terms of moving AVT outside if you wanted to do that. I would like to go with someone with some positional flexibility in free agency, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. Uh, so that way we can keep AVT on the inside. Matt, what are your thoughts on the backup quarterback situation, maybe making it a little more desirable to play here? I don't know how much the backup quarterback situation would impact uh, people's decisions to sign in free agency or not to sign in free agency. I do, though, I agree with uh, Blitz Crew if he's saying, like, that's something the Jets are going to figure out rather quickly. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if... Like, remember Gerard Davis signed within, like, the first five minutes of free agency. Would it shock you if, like, I don't know, one of the bigger-name backup quarterbacks, like, Jets signed Jacoby Brissett to, you know, two-year, $12 million, or whatever, you know, whatever it's going to take for him to be a backup. But, like, pay to be like, okay, we really effed this up last year. Our owner even said so because he's a moron and makes everything worse. Um, so now we're really just going to go out and throw a bag at, you know, one of these more quality backups like Mitch Trubisky just hit the market. Maybe that's another one that you take a look at. 
I, I think that's something that they act on on, on day one of free agency. Greenby, what about you? What do you think about uh, the backup quarterback? How does that impact our desirability? And then what do you think about the offensive line flexibility in terms of like going for an interior offensive lineman maybe <laughs> instead of an offensive tackle because of the depth of the position? Well, I I don't know if it's going to stop. Like, you know, who it is is going to matter. I like, think Matt just said it, like with Aaron Rodgers, um, that's an allure, man. Let's not forget. I know like this year kind of, and then this article and the kind of, you know, there's a lot of negativity, you know, you know, negativity swirling around and we feel like it's almost soured. But the truth is, is that we do have, you know, a top defense with an elite quarterback here. He blew his Achilles out in the fourth play, uh, of the year last year. And there is talent on the offense. If you listen to Woody, uh, what do we really need? What do you need? A guard, a wide receiver, a couple tackles. We're we're right there. So uh, I don't think the backup quarterback is going to matter so much, other than to say I do think offensive players are going to be more inclined to sign here if Zach Wilson is not here. I know there's still a bunch of Zach homers, and he's going to leave, and he's going to take over the world and win twelve Super Bowl rings. And I know they still believe that. But again, we saw how the NFL plays this kid. We saw three straight years of him as the primary starter for this team with the exact same results, different offensive coordinators, different uh, you know, skill position guys. Um, it's the same thing over and over and over again. We saw how defenses play against Zach Wilson. Nobody respects Zach Wilson around the league. Uh, and that's why we're, we're looking at this scenario where – uh, we don't think we're going to be able to get very much for him. I mean, there are people thinking that we'd be lucky to get a seventh round pick for Zach Wilson. You heard the comments. What, what did he say? Uh, what did that guy say? Uh, Two weeks uh, day at Best Western, baby. There it was. I know. I, I, why, why was I going to say French fries? I don't know what the hell that was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, two weeks day at the Best Western. So that's kind of how people look at him, man. You know, even Sam Darnold. As you know, two years as the 31st and 32nd ranked quarterback in the NFL, we were able to get three picks, a second, a fourth, and a sixth for him. Even that being the worst quarterback in the NFL, Sam Darnold was never looked at in the way that Zach Wilson is looked at. So uh, I think that would be good. If they can be in, if there's insurance that no matter what happens, I'm not going to have to endure 12 games with that kid at quarterback. Um, blocking for him or trying to catch passes from him or or what have you. I think that's where the value is, Blitzcrew. If it's Tannehill, Brissett, or or uh, Minshew or Trubisky, I think any of those guys are going to be fine. Um, you know, but I think Aaron Rodgers, the defense, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, that's where the allure is, in 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 my opinion. They're either going to like that or they're not. Blitzker comes in with another super chat. He says, people will want to come here if they know they won't be playing with Zach Wilson. Hit the milk thumbs. Hey, there it is. Mm, milk thumbs. That's right. I like it. Boys and girls, make sure you hit those milk thumbs because for every 25 <laughs> likes that we get on this video, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt slash jersey giveaway at the end of the stream. All you got to do is be sitting in the live chat to qualify. You just got to be sitting in there and then your name's going to get pulled out of a hat, you know, magically by Nightbot. Nightbot goes rogue sometimes, so we'll, you know, Little margin of error there sometimes, but, but all you gotta do is sit in there, and then we will uh, pull some names out. So yeah, I agree, Blitz Crew. They'll be a little more confident if we don't have Zach back there. Uh, Harry W came and said, "Notice that the 49ers receivers were having trouble getting open with man coverage the whole game." 
I don't understand when you have the best players on the field, why you don't just allow them to man up against the other player on the other side of the field. Like that to me just feels like the, like go play ball. And it, like, I understand, I guess the, the mentality that they, they want to have where it's sauce knows the one side of the field so well that he doesn't have to learn the coverages and like the dynamics of what's going on with every other position. But like, if you're saying go follow that guy around, I don't know how much, you know, crazy stuff could really happen at that point. We're not asking him to play zone on the other side of the field. I don't know. Greenbean, I'll throw this one to you first. 49ers receivers not getting open with man coverage. You think the Jets should uh, maybe consider playing a little bit more man or don't break something that ain't broken? Yeah, I mean, I think we... I'm with you, Harry. I, I But I think it's very situational that we gripe about that, you know? Uh, by and large, we see our, our defense doing a pretty good job of taking, taking away, you know, uh, a lot of the passing game. I mean, look at, just look at the quarterback stats uh, from last year. You know, obviously we had a couple of games where that was an issue. Really the, I think the biggest one was CD lamb, you know, uh, week mm -hmm. two, it just seemed like he was, he was open all day. Uh, he, you know, we couldn't seem to, uh, to, to, you know, to stop him in any capacity. But by and large, you know, I think um, we do a pretty good job. So, you know, messing with that, you know, like you're going to it's like you kind of you sink or swim by what you do best, you know, and if they feel that's what we do best and it works more times than not look at, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, Herbert's all the guys that we were able to kind of shut down this year. I think it's, we have a pretty good, uh, a, you know, a pretty good percentage and then imagine if the offense could keep up with the defense and actually and score some points. I I think you know things would be a lot different. I I know what you're saying, Harry. And there are times it's very frustrating, but I think overall what we're doing is is kind of what we do, and and it works. I I would like to see us have the ability just to kind of in mid game say you know what that ain't working for this game and switch and just do it. Um, but I don't know. I think we're okay. Crossfire comes in and says, if we could get a legit number two wide receiver like Ayuk, pairing him with Wilson and Rodgers, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think we're all on board with getting that elite number two wide receiver. Uh, I guess, Matt, I'll throw it to you. Do you want, like, obviously we all want the best possible wide receiver we can get, but are you of the mindset that maybe uh, finding a value, like a, like a better actual number two wide receiver as opposed to maybe like a 1B type wide receiver? Like where do you sort of fall on like the caliber that we necessarily need at, at wide receiver two? Um, I think the, like, I, I would push my chips to the table and try to get the best possible guy. If that's what the, the mm -hmm. question is, like, I don't want to have to, to settle and talk myself into this guy being a wide receiver too, kind of like what they did with Alan Lazard last year. Um, and that was more so not like when they first signed him, because when they first signed him, it was a little bit of money, but he was like the fourth wide receiver on the depth chart. Like Elijah Moore was still here. Uh, Corey Davis was still here. And then suddenly Corey Davis and Elijah Moore are no longer here. And you're going, oh, maybe, maybe I don't feel so great uh, about that, that signing after all. And then it just goes about as bad as anyone could have possibly imagined. So uh, I'm trying to get, you know, as, as high quality a guy in here as possible. I think it makes life easier for Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. And this was the worst offense in football. Let's not like, I don't know, try to cut corners here. 
Charles comes in and says, hello, gentlemen. To be honest, I love Ridley and Sutton. However, I think we should try to go after Sutton because of his size. I like that he provides a different profile, especially since we had such a hard time getting into the, like, the end zone within the red zone. The, like the bigger bodied guys kind of where I would, I would like to see us go. Jordan comes in with a five spot. Thank you so much. Says, please explain why anyone would trade for Zach Wilson. I'd be happy to get a seventh and got, uh, get rid of half the contract. May eat, uh, may need to eat the full contract to trade him. He has negative value. So Matt alluded to it earlier, and and I'll, I'm going to pull this down and just pull up the, the question here. Zach Wilson's trade value, Woody's shooting his mouth off at the NFL Honors saying, we have no backup quarterback. I don't know how you say that we have any trade value with Zach Wilson whatsoever. Like, I don't expect to get anything at this point. I'm expecting us to just cut him because even if we were to facilitate a trade, I think we're going to have to pay out his roster bonus, which means we only save $1 million as opposed to like the five and a half or whatever it would have been if you traded the whole thing. So if it's the matter of saving $1 million or just like, screw it, <laughs> we're done. Like I want to save the million, but I don't know if teams are going to necessarily bite on it. I think we, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Matt, do you want to expand a little bit on on how you were feeling? I saw your rant and it was just oh, beautiful. Well, the, it, this my answer just changes nothing about how I feel about Woody Johnson. I think Woody Johnson is an absolute moron, and anytime he opens his mouth, he only makes matters worse for his own team. But NFL GMs are stupid. Someone's gonna see Zach Wilson and go, "There's talent there. We can fix him." You know, like right. the meme where it's a broken record player, and it's like broken but might be fun to fix. That's Zach Wilson. Like, may maybe he was a number two overall pick for a reason. I get it. And I know I'm not looking at the chat, but I know there's probably someone in the chat right now who's still convinced that Zach Wilson's going to be a good quarterback. And he has talent. It's just very clear to me that something mentally is not clicking for him at this level. I don't think it ever will. But who knows? Maybe some GM goes, hey, I really liked Zach Wilson. I was one of the whoever however many GMs that had Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence, and I think I could fix him, and who knows? Maybe maybe he works out somewhere. I wouldn't bet on it, though. But someone will give up a, a late-round pick swap for him. Why not? Greenbean, how are you feeling about Woody shooting his mouth off about the no-backup quarterback? Um, well, maybe he meant he didn't have a backup quarterback after Zach. Anybody ever think about that? Zach was our starter. Maybe we may we didn't have a, you know, our starter sucked and we didn't have a backup quarterback to go to, like a Mike White or a Josh Johnson or a Joe Flacco. Maybe that's what he was talking about. No, no, no maybe. takers. Yeah, maybe that's possible. what I, I. The one thing I thought of when I heard him say it was like, well, at least the Jet Blue conspiracy theory is probably dead in the water at this yeah. point. Yeah. That's funny. I thought the same thing. Remember everybody saying, well, Woody was, you know, force feeding. Uh, Zach Wilson down Joe Douglas and uh, Robert Sala's throat. Well, I mean, look, there's nothing to say that he didn't do that and just decided, hey, I'm a billionaire and I can change my mind and I own everything and I don't give a shit. And now I'm blaming you for what I said. Like, I don't get maybe that's what's going on, too. We don't know Woody's out of his mind. Everybody. I don't know if you guys are realizing this. He I just just to be clear, I want to point out just a couple of examples. Uh, one is. Um, he put on, he's, he's an 80 fucking five year old billionaire and he walked out in front of a bunch of young athletes with a diamond necklace that said Woody on it. Uh, and then and not only, all right, so, okay. You want to do, ha ha All right. Yeah. You want to do it for the meeting, but he wore it all year guys. Okay. He wore it all year. He was hanging out with rappers on the sideline. I don't know what's going on with him, but then 
Uh, we have the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs game. Well, don't forget, that was like the really the first big game where the Taylor Swift thing was kind of in full effect. They sold another uh, few thousand tickets at a 40% increase. We get totally screwed uh, by the refs. And then the next day, we see a, a picture with Woody and Taylor Swift saying, we're Swifties too. So the guy's disconnect is is well established. Plus, I'm not sure, and I talked about it in my podcast this week, guys. Uh, when he talked about the grass, uh, the main reason that we don't have grass, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but it's rocks uh, in the dirt. So this is the shit that this guy's talking about. Uh, there's rocks. There's too many rocks in the in the dirt. That's why we don't have grass. Uh, there's just too many rocks, and people don't like the rocks, and he doesn't think the players are going to like all the rocks in the dirt. And I, you know, it's like, well, you know, don't we have some control over the dirt we get if we're going to fucking do this? Sifter. Little sifter. <laughs> the three of us, everyone in this channel, sit out in fucking MetLife and <laughs> get all the fucking rocks out of it. I know Buffalo paid a whole bunch of people $20 an hour to shovel snow. Can't we get a bunch of sifters out there? Instead of Swifties, we'll be the Sifties. And we can take care of the fucking the dirt, dude. I mean, this is the shit this guy's talking about. And don't and then the, the whole thing with the uh with the uh with the with you know, what do we really need, you know? And like so on one hand, it's like it's fun, right? It's fun to see this guy just thinking out loud, you know? It's like he's just like, eh, another thing, blah, 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 blah. They just keep keeps talking and it's funny. But it's like when you listen to what he's saying, he literally said in his interview, we have Brees, we got Garrett Wilson, we got Tipman, we got ABT. So what do we need? We need a guard. We need another guard. We need a couple tackles. We need a wide receiver. I mean, what else? What? It's fucking offense, dude, offense, offense. It's been five years we couldn't figure out those tackles and guards and wide receivers. Like, ah, dude, I the the guy is a mess, and the idea that he you know has any input into the team is really it's it's a concerning thing like i've i've defended woody on the side of at least he's an owner that spends right mm -hmm. uh he's not a cheap owner which is a positive but clearly he's got his fingers in the in the in the dough and it's it's not a good thing because all you see him in an interview and this is the shit where you get a 50 sound bites in one two-minute interview with the guy. And so that's the kind of stuff that's that's concerning with him. And now, did he destroy his value? I don't think so, but it didn't help. You know what I mean? It didn't help the situation. Plus, by the way, when he talked about needing two guards after saying ABT um, was, gonna, was, was on the team, probably indicates that they're really thinking about keeping ABT at tackle, by the way. So he's kind of – he's tipping us off on that. Uh, thinking too, which is either good or bad. I don't, I don't really know, but it's, it's, you know, I wish the guy would just, would just shut up. But I, but I think what Matt said, there's always going to be a GM and an offensive minded coach that thinks I just give me that kid. He's got the arm. He's got the feet. He's got everything I want to give me that kid. Like an Andy Reed, I think would be a good situation. The chiefs, Andy Reed behind Mahomes, uh, Zach could sit with no real pressure to start for a couple of years. I think that'd be a great situation for him and it might work and they might be willing to give up a fourth for a Zach Wilson or a fifth, whatever it might be. 
um, something like that. They might be willing to, but I think there's always going to be a GM that, and, and an offensive-minded coach that thinks it's the Jets that are the problem. Give me that kid, I can fix him. So I don't think his trade value is zero. I just think it's not very good. So I want to drill down a, a little bit harder on what you said right there with the AVT comments. I didn't. I actually didn't catch that one. Um, but the so if he's saying, "Oh, we got AVT, we need a couple of guards," so that implies that they're thinking of him as t- as a tackle. His fifth year option is going to be that of a top ten tackle. We've talked about that in the past. So mm-hmm. right. you could see from a financial standpoint that could make sense. But then it also sort of tips your hand potentially at your draft strategy because maybe right. if you are saying you have one tackle already and if you go out and you sign another tackle, then you may not actually be looking at an offensive tackle at number 10. You might be hoping to convince one of the teams in front of you to trade out so that way someone leaps us for a tackle, maybe a wide receiver falls down the board, something along those lines. Like, you just Remember, guys, billionaires are not necessarily smarter than the rest of us that's <laughs> right proof and point especially ryan when they're born with a billion dollars you know what i'm a saying golden spoon right in the fucking mouth <laughs> yeah right it's a little different now somebody that maybe started from the streets and earned their way up okay you give them a little bit of credit but right billionaires they don't they're not necessarily smarter than everybody they just were born in a better situation that's it and that's woody johnson absolutely insane absolutely insane uh jersey joe i'm gonna get over to your super chat in just a second but i do want to recognize mr blitz crew dropping five memberships to the only fans thank you guys so much thank you blitz crew so much we got infrared snowball jacob mcintosh duncan mclean and ron winarski joining the membership tier courtesy of blitz crew you are. Now, I want to point out, all of you guys that now have that OnlyFans membership, there's a discount associated with our Talking Jets draft party that comes with that OnlyFans membership for the for the next little while. So if you're thinking about buying the ticket and coming and hanging with us, guys like Infrared, who I'd love to meet, um, not saying you have to buy it, Infrared, I'm just saying I'd like to meet you. But if you guys were thinking about it, um, maybe now's the time you get that discount, save some money and still get in there with us all courtesy of the one and only blitz crew. Yeah. All you have to do, if you guys want to find that, uh, discount code, go over to the community tab. If you're a member of the channel and there'll be, you'll scroll down through one of the posts. You'll see it in there. Um, there's a coupon code in there. So if you guys do want to come, we would love to have you. We are doing a live first round, uh, first round draft party at the main event on Long Island for night one of the NFL draft. We're still going to be doing our simulcasts where we send it out to everyone on the interwebs, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have the crowd cam. We're going to have raffles. We're going to get all the the reactions and everything. So we are very, very excited for that. First one we get to do, and this is going to be an inaugural one. If you guys want to get tickets, talkingjets.com. It is pinned in the live chat as well. Uh, I see Jersey Joe in here says, sign the top quarterback to draft Jordan Travis in round four to IR him. Ah, someone was listening to last week's talking about right. like that. Yeah, and then yeah. draft another quarterback three in round six or seven. Maximize the odds at a Rodgers successor while he's here, RG3 slash Kirk. So I would say I'm not in on drafting two quarterbacks. That's, that's, I'm not there. I'm of the opinion that I would like to carry two quarterbacks into the season because I want to be so stout on the offensive line that I would rather carry 10 offensive linemen than three quarterbacks. Because if you have to get to quarterback three, I think the 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 skill level of whatever your quarterback three is to whatever's available out on the street is probably not that far off. 
Um, and the RG3 Kirk thing is is great, but that was a first round pick and a third, fourth round pick with Kirk. So it's a, it's a little bit different there. Matt, what are your thoughts on, you know, this quarterback sort of scenario here that Jersey Joe has laid out for us? He had me at like 85% of what he said. It's that last little bit. You get, I'm not going to take another swing at quarterback in rounds uh, six or seven at that point. I understand where he's coming from. The RG3 and Kirk one, though, I don't think is the greatest of examples because that's a number two pick and I believe a fourth round pick, something like so, that. Yeah. For cousins. A sixth or seventh round pick is even more of a wild dart throw. Mm. Um, I get where he's coming from on it. Jordan Travis is someone that I would be interested in. Is he my favorite project quarterback? No, it's Michael Pratt, but I don't know if Michael Pratt's going to be there in the fourth round. Um, but I like this logic a lot. I love the IRing of a quarterback. Like, And Jordan Travis, because he's hurt right now, is that one you can kind of get away with at that point in time as well. Greenbean, where do you fall in this uh, quarterback sort of situation that Joe laid out for us? This is exactly what I want to see. Um, so... I obviously, I think it's priority that we get a legitimate backup quarterback. Like I, I maintain something that I've said many, many times when we discuss Zach, this and Zach, that can we argue that if Jacoby Brissett, who is not a starting quarterback in this league, right? He starts at times, but he's not considered somebody that you want to bring in and is going to be your starting. He's a, he's a top shelf reserve backup, right? If we had Jacoby Brissett on this team and everything else was the same, we're a nine-win team. If everything else was identical, we're a nine-win team. Can anybody argue that? So I don't think too many people can. You got to really get creative. You look at the Atlanta game. You look at the Raiders game uh, and, and some others. Just those alone. We win those games. Uh, with any semblance of, of quality quarterback play or even average quarterback play. So I think getting that guy in here is 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 priority, right? You got to do that. I don't give a shit if it's Tannehill, Brissett, Minshew, any of those guys I feel really, really good about. But then just like Jersey Joe is saying, I'm really hoping, it just so happens that we have two fourth-round picks. We're going to trade Zach. Just let's assume we do, right? You get another, you know, a, a day three pick for Zach Wilson. So that kind of fluffs it up. You have numerous sevenths. I don't think we have a fifth. Um, mm -hmm. but anyway, yeah, but, but we have a whole a bunch first, of a third, two fourths, two, one sixth and three sevenths and three sevenths. Right. So we have a whole mess of, of day three pick Zach adds one to that, to that mix. So you, you know, you have some flexibility when you're looking at, you know, the need, uh, you know, when, when you start getting into, you know, um, the interior offensive line, like fourth. You know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, those are great rounds for those guys as they are uh, for the defensive tackles, especially when you're looking for somebody that's a space-eating run stuffer. Like, you know, fourth round, sixth round, perfect place. Just get the big, fat, run-stuffing guy, hard to move. Uh, those guys can be found there. So when you have two fourth-round picks – you think you get a tackle, you get a wide receiver with your first two, you're in the fourth round, you're looking into your offensive line, Jordan Travis is sitting there, you pull him uh, because he's, a, he's a, a, a legitimate talent that probably wouldn't be there in the fourth round if his health was, was 100%. 
and then you use your other pick. It gives you that flexibility to still get the interior offensive lineman and get Jordan Travis. Don't forget that our picks are two picks away from one another, too. So you're not really in danger of losing the target guy if he's there. So I, I really love I um you know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily use another pick on a on a on another quarterback. That's where you lose me a little bit. Um, because you could do that, you can get the same quality with an undrafted free agent. If you're talking about you know, the seventh round or something like that. I don't know. It, you know, the same guy is going to be there in, in undrafted free agency, in, in my opinion. But I do love the fourth round uh, quarterback idea. And I think the idea of having somebody to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, who, who's already said he plans to be here two years. Think about, a you know, a Jordan Travis or the kid from Tulane or whatever sitting behind a Tannehill and a Rodgers for two years. Yep. Not a bad setup, very different than the way the Jets usually do it, which is, hey, you, come be our savior and throw them to the wolves. Like, that's our that's our, our usual method. It has not worked. Uh, the, the best we did was with Sanchez because he had the best O-line, the number one rushing attack, and the number one defense in the NFL, and he still was shitty. But other than that, it's like it just doesn't work. So I think this would be a very good plan. I hope the Jets are looking um, in this direction, especially with the fact that we have two fourth-round picks. So another thing that came up right after Miko Hardman scored the game-winning touchdown, we find out we're getting the legacy uniform. Finally confirmed! We are getting the white jersey that we saw. We loved all so much, and it sounds like we're getting the green and the black as well. We don't know what they look like. They're coming out in April, so I'm really excited. Obviously, this is something a lot of Jet fans wanted. We've been calling it for months at this point. Matt, what's the first jersey and which colorway are you most excited to see? The regular greens, because for the last few years, the Jets have, for the most part, avoided wearing green. They wore it more this year than they did the last couple years, it felt like. Like last year, they only wore green once in 2022. Um, I think they're going to look really, really nice. Uh, I can't wait to get the Garrett Wilson number five jersey that I've already decided mm -hmm. that is switched number five is going to be my next jersey. It's going to be the green. I'll see the black one. Maybe the, a black one will jump out and be like, oh, maybe I'll pick that one up too. Um, but I think I'm most excited for the green. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say too, but I have some thoughts about the timing of this announcement as well. I don't know if you want to say, put a pin in that for a little bit. Yeah, yep. let's let, let's go. Let's let's say you know what we're most excited about. We'll, we'll say which which player we want to get, which colorway, and then we'll 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 wrap back around to the the timing of it all. Green being legacy jerseys, black and green coming out. Which one are you more excited about? You know, even with the white one or whatever. And what player are you looking to to maybe get? Uh, well, you know, obviously I like these jerseys better. I I have to say I hate the wing thing that we've been doing right it just uh, it doesn't compute to an old man like myself i just don't i don't like it so i i chose to buy a legacy jersey this year i chose to wait until our uh we had a player that signed their second contract it was quinn and williams then i wore it to camp he signed it and there nobody lets me wear the fucking thing so i have to go get another one uh it seems now who will i get uh i might go out there and get myself a Brees Hall. You know, um, Ooh, that's, that's what, what I, I got. 
right back there. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I, I'm with Matt. I, I think I'll go green, and not for the same reasons. It's because I do have a white legacy sauce jersey, uh, courtesy of my of my buddy Q Tip, who who uh, who gave it to me. Um, but I uh, I wore it twice, and I had a I have a big coffee stain uh, right right <laughs> in this area. So it's just I'm not supposed to wear white. I just so green it is. I'm gonna get green and hides coffee stains a little bit better. I know this from experience. Uh, so I think a green Brees the Beast jersey is in order, uh, and I would wear that shit proudly because he's about to uh, lead the league in rushing and all-purpose yards this year with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and I'm excited and proud to be wearing that shit at the stadium. Brees 2K, baby. It's going to happen this year. I'm right there with you guys. I want the green jersey in the worst way, and I, you know the one thing I do hope about it, I hope they, they change the collar for the green one so it's the white collar and not like a green on green. I think it looks really nice in some of the mock-ups that I saw. I saw a few mock-ups of the black one. I honestly, I, I hope it looks better than the mock-ups I saw. I, I didn't love the black iteration of the, of the fan mock-ups, but I would get a Jermaine Johnson. The, the, the number one one I think is going to look really nice with the legacy font as opposed to the, the two sticks of butter, as Green Bean would say, with uh, the, the current iteration of Jersey. I was so high on Jermaine Johnson coming out. That's that's someone that I've, I'd really like to represent. Um, I got a Brees. I've, I want to get a Garrett, so maybe that's, you know, if I go with a, a black number five, maybe I go that route. Yeah. Um, would love to have his Jersey. And so let's uh, circle back around, Matt. The the timing of it all. As soon as the Super Bowl's over, what did you think of the timing? Yeah, I barely had time to check my bet slip to see how much I won by before I got the uh, notification on my phone that uh, the the Jets fired off a tweet that they are bringing in the the new jerseys. The worst kept secret ever, right? Like Ryan's been talking about it since the email came out. Where what's next? I think he's posted that picture 6,000 times in the last year. We all knew it was happening. Then we had uh, our guy Jake Asman was talking about hearing about it. And uh, we've heard rumblings about it for a while behind the scenes. I just, why, why? Like the second after the Super Bowl ends, it's like, oh, yeah, let's talk about winning the offseason a millisecond into when it actually starts. You couldn't have given it a couple of days of breathing room or nothing. So, you know, and, and people were like, Oh, you're not excited about the new Jersey. You're going to complain about getting new uniform. No, of course not. And also don't be the guy who goes, they could wear pink tutus as long as they win football. You're, you're a loser. I want nothing to do with that guy. I don't want to sit and watch football with that guy. Cause that guy hates fun. Um, but the timing of this was just so bad. They they should have waited a couple of days before they dropped it. Green Bean, how are you feeling about the timing of the legacy uniform drop? I agree with Matt 100%, but I also, I think the actual reason was Woody went, are you fucking kidding me, Nicole Hardman? Put it out early. I want all the Jets fans to forget about this immediately and at least tell them they're getting the jerseys they want. We're bringing back the logo. They'll forget about it. I think it's a, a little bit of some, you know, some sort of damage control on mm. their end. 
Uh, and that's what I, I, I believe that I think that they, uh, that's what happened. They, that wasn't necessarily the plan, but they saw me Hardman do that. They knew all the articles are going to come out. They're going to be talking about the jets and, and they came all the tweets. Imagine starting with the jets and ending with winning the Super Bowl. What a, what a path and what a fucking thing, whatever. It's like, uh, so what are you trying to help us out? He's trying to help us feel feel better he gave us a little warm blanket a soft pillow to lie on for the night i i i appreciate the efforts woody thank you so i actually i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little different same thing i think the timing was a little suspect i don't think it's so much because of Michael hardman i think it's more so because of all the blowback woody got from the honors like everyone was just ripping into him and if he's sitting on twitter as much as he wants then him being able to drop the good news of let's do it or you know whatever that final line was in that tweet i I think that's more about what it was, but I guess it could be the culmination of that article from The Athletic, the honors stuff, and then Mecole scoring the touchdown at the end of the Super Bowl just to put a little cherry on top of everything. And now we head into the official part of the offseason because there are no more football games. Right. And we're not thinking about these old jerseys or we're, we're turning over a new page. This is going to be the new New York Jets. And we talked about it last week. Aaron Rodgers has never worn green for the New York Jets. He wore the whites in that final preseason game against the Giants, and then he wore the legacy uniform the night he tore his Achilles. So we've never seen him in jet green, and I'm glad because it would have just left an even worse taste. Yeah, no, I'm not glad. I wish we had seen him all friggin' year. I'm bad as of, But yes, that you, you get what I'm saying here. Ugh. I just hope that they... I wish they would do the white helmet. I would love to see that surprise uh, come out. Now, let me let me just make sure that we emphasize this. This could really be, you know, just, you know, um, as a sy symbolic gesture, we get to end like this jersey, this helmet, this new uniform experiment created by Chris Johnson and, and Adam Gates, you know, that era can officially just be the, it's just, a, it's an era. We just take the whole thing, we crumple it up and we throw it in the garbage, light the can on fire piss in it the whole thing it's gone and we get to just for it pretend it never happened Aaron Rodgers is healthy we got Breeze we got all the guys we got the and we come out fresh so symbolically it's just it's important I was gonna say well let me ask you this if we just throw out those last five years are we still the longest playoff drought if we just assume those five years didn't happen and we're going back to 2019 Matt, do you know the, the stats on that? Like, what's the second place team that hasn't? Yeah, Matt. So if it was if it was eight years, are we still the worst? <laughs> <laughs> oh, as of like if you're counting, like like remove those what? five years. Just say like, nope, didn't count. Those those weren't the Jets. We just we're we're cutting no, those yeah. five years off the thirteen year drought. Okay, so then the Broncos haven't made it since they won the Super Bowl in twenty fifteen. That's the next closest, which is how many years ago now? Eight, nine. I think we're tied then <laughs> for the no, worst drought. I would the de but guess what? They want to. It's like uh, you, you went to two Super Bowls in three years and won one before you had your eight year playoff drought. We just sucked forever before our playoff drought. We're trying Stay. to grade this on a curve, Matt. Peter comes in. What's up, Peter? From the Hudson Valley. I'm sitting here in the Hudson Valley as well. Uh, I hope they stay away from the green pants and please keep the Gotham green color over the Kelly green that used to be yeah. back then. So yes. I definitely, oh, so I guess to go back to green beans point, I would love to see a white helmet with the green uniform, with the green 
uh, like the jet swoosh. Like you can't have the logo that's behind me right here. I don't. I don't want that logo on the side of the helmet. Um, I no. very much want the the swoosh, like with the legacies. And then I would like to see the white helmet. Do you want to see a green helmet at all, or just pure white with the green on the side, and that's just our helmet, regardless of what jersey color we wear? Green bean. Well, yes, I want to see the white helmet with the green word mark. You know, but the word mark you're with the swoosh. But but I'm saying like, do you want to see it as like the always helmet, or do you want a different helmet depending on what colorway we're wearing? Well, we can't. We can only have the one alternate, right? So I would I would rather see. The white helmet as our everyday helmet with this. Mm, so like reverse you. this, right? So this is green, yep. the helmet's white. But then when we wear the black uniforms, we can go with the black helmet and the white word mark. Mm. That's what I'd like to see. Okay. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And then as far as the green goes, yeah, I, I like the the legacy green, like that deeper green. Like it kind of gives me vibes of the that like 98 to 19, uh, 2019 green, like the the hunter green, I think is what the, the color was. Um I like that. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't mind the Kelly green, but I don't know if it would look good today. I get maybe it's a nostalgic thing for me or something like that. Matt, what are your, your thoughts on the, the colorways? So Peter from the beautiful Hudson Valley, the caller of the Just Jets podcast, has the best voice in the game, if you don't know, if you aren't a <laughs> Just <laughs> Um, But he's a man after my own heart because he just gets me. I loathe the green pants. Don't like them with mm. the green uniforms. Don't like them with the white. Give me the white on the white or the green on the white. To me, I think those are the best looks for the New York Jets. And I hope it's like this green on the collar. Like, I, or, mm. you know, the, I don't know if that's the same shade that was with their current setup. Um, but I like the 80s look more than the 90s color green with the Agreed. black face mask. I don't like the green with the black. I would prefer the this, the green yes. like this next setup yep. um, is how I would do it. I know Green Bean likes the inverse. I I don't dislike it. I just um, I, I'm a fan of how it, it looked with the green with the white face mask. So I'm good with keeping it that way if that's what they want to do. If they reverse it, I think it would look cool too. Um, but then I would go white with the green face mask. Right? You're not saying white with black. You know yeah. what though. I'm with the face, man. Right? It's so funny because I never see the face. I don't. Like, it's funny, man. I have I've had friends all throughout the years saying, "Oh, our face mask should be there." I don't see the face mask because it doesn't pop out to me. I'm more like the helmet. But Matt, if you can hold that helmet up again, um, if you wouldn't mind, you see, I I got to admit, even when that was our logo, I didn't like it. You see how it almost looks plastic? You see that mm. it like. Even on our helmet, I never liked that. I I like the um, the, the newer shiny metallic-y kind of yes. green. Like, Agreed. I think that Same. is better. I, yeah, thanks, Matt. Like, I didn't like that. Yeah, now that's the come on, that's the one. I mean, I I wish, you know, yeah. All things aside, if we could just if we just could just back. say this, I would just do that, and I would never mm -hmm. consider a changing. Period. It's the, the only time we've had winning teams, real winning teams. It was that uniform, um, the white helmet, the whole thing. That's what I would do. But uh, anyway, I would, I, I would, I'm, I'll be very happy if we put this back on the helmet. Nike fucked those up though. I love the rock of those, but yeah. they look so ugly from 2012 to 2018. I don't know. It, it just, yeah, it, 
it was horrific. So I was okay with the rebrand in 2019 and I'm cool, definitely cool with like the legacy style that they're going with. But for whatever reason, the, the Nike version of this was not very good in my opinion. Yeah. If you could do that with like the old school logo on the side, that would be kind of cool. Like I, I, I do right. love those uniforms when I see that. And I think of like Mangold and brick and like all the winning we yeah. had during that era. It was just, it's so clean. And it felt very like, like we're the jets. We're kind of like a military type thing. And it, it felt very military. Like, mm. I don't know. It's, it, it was a cool, like feeling, I guess. Um, Blitz crew coming in with a $5 super chat. He says, I know we can all talk clothing design all day, but qu uh, player questions, who is JD on the phone with trying to resign? Uh, is Huff getting the tag? So I don't think Huff is getting the tag. I, I would love to see that happen because then that implies that he's either going to be here or that we're going to get an, a draft asset for him. And that would be, I'd be tickled pink. If we get a second round pick for Bryce Huff and he wants to go somewhere else where he's going to play 80% of the snaps and get a monster contract. Great. Good for him. Good for us. I'm on board with that. Um, as far as any other tag, no one else is going to get tagged. And re-signing wise, I would like to see Quentin Jefferson come back. I would like to see Solomon Thomas come back. I would like to see Ashton Davis come back. Uh, Chuck Clark, I would like to see come back on a cheap deal. I'm trying to think what other... I'm probably missing someone in there. I don't want to bring back Becton. I would let him walk. Matt, your thoughts on, uh, I guess... Is Huff going to get the tag? And what players should JD be on the phone trying to resign prior to the start of free agency? Uh, Huff would be my answer to that, but it's, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to end up just walking in free agency. And I'm not going to listen to any spin zone on Twitter or in the chat or in the comments saying that it was a good decision and that it's they're totally fine just going with Will McDonald and that Huff surprise. Like, I don't want to hear any of that stuff. It's really bad asset management and you should sign your homegrown developed players that develop into studs. Um, that's just my philosophy on it. So that's going to be very challenging for me, but of guys that I think they definitely should bring back who are free agents, Thomas Morstead, Thomas Morstead, Greg oh, Zerloin, yep. uh, Justin Hardy, Ashton Davis, as crazy as that might sound, maybe Chuck Clark, mm -hmm. um, Quinton Jefferson, and Solomon Thomas. That's off the top of my head where I'm at. I was going to say, I think we got the, the same spot on list. Bean, you, you feeling the same way, same players? How you feeling about Huff? You think he gets the tag? <clears throat> yeah, well, I agree with Matt, too. I'm not, I don't want to, I, I like how you put that, Matt. Um, I don't want to hear it. Like, you're supposed to um, develop guys into, and when they do develop into actual tried and true, stud muffins you're supposed to keep them uh the jets and especially for a team like us who has not been able to do that in a long time again i just talked about a minute ago quinn and williams is the first guy that we gave a second con a real second contract not a one-year extension because we couldn't fill the spot like jordan jenkins or nathan shepherd or or what have you that's how poorly we've uh, we've managed our assets and then now you have a guy who's coming up and what do we do in a year when you just need to bolster the team for Aaron Rodgers you go ahead and you draft a replacement for the guy that you developed into it it just makes no sense again last year's entire offseason didn't make sense so the whole thing with Bryce Huff now 
Um, do I think the Jets are going to franchise tag him? I think it's 50-50. Should they? 100%. I talked about it uh, in the armchair GM with Tigo. I have my reasons. I have actual statistical uh, experiential data to give you a great example is Montez Sweat was traded for a number two pick and was given $24.5 million extension, you know, per year extension. His numbers are right in the same pocket as uh, Bryce Huff, and he played uh, 360 more plays than Bryce Huff. And Bryce Huff's numbers are right there with him, man. So it's one of those things where if you don't believe Bryce Huff is a is a first down, like he, you know, he's not a three down player. Fine, I think somebody else is gonna, and I think that it would be foolish to let a guy walk like that. And even if you're thinking, hey, well, we might get a third for him, then fucking franchise him and trade him for a third and guarantee it. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. There's no guarantee that you're going to get a third. It could be a fourth. It could be a fifth. It could be anything when the comp picks come around. You have the asset. If you're not going to keep them, get something for them. That's my uh, firm belief, and I would absolutely do that. It's been done time and time and time again, and it's time that the Jets do it. So I want to throw this up real quick. If you guys haven't checked out Armchair GM, it's on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. So tomorrow, 8 p.m., Green Bean and Tigo, go at it. The first episode was absolutely electric. electric. Matt and I are sitting in the chat talking with everyone in there, and it was just Tigo and Green Bean going at each other. They had a whole itinerary. You guys don't know this, but we got a little group drive that we, we share things between, and we have, like, you know, bullet points that we wanted to hit on an episode. They only got to bullet point one. <laughs> <laughs> one way through it. So if you haven't listened to it, it's absolutely worth the listen. Some of the other stuff we got going on, you got reality check coming up Thursdays, 3 p.m. It's O'Leary and Jeremy Jets Chaos. Great uh, little dose of reality, if you will. That way you, you know, oh, can the Jets make this trade? Could they sign this guy? No, no, no. Here's why they can or why they can't. Here's the financials of it. Here's the the trade aspect of it. Here's what good teams do. Here's what bad teams do. And then Myself and Dom C coming out Mondays and uh, Mondays at eight o'clock talking Jets draft. This past Monday, yesterday, we covered five players that could be under the radar targets for the New York Jets, depending on how they decide to, to maneuver their draft board. So if you guys want to take a listen to that, 100%, you absolutely should. And then if you guys uh, haven't done so already, we brought it up earlier, our talking Jets draft party live. First round from the main event on Long Island. Three-hour open bar, buffet. We're going to have our, our, our whole live studio set up. We're going to be able to show the crowd cams, everything like that. We're going to be here when Joe Alt or Olu Fashanu or Talise Funga get drafted by our New York Jets. And we're all going to be super happy. And we're going to be excited. We're going to cry tears of joy when we can finally protect Mr. Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get back to... Uh, our free agent list coming up here real quick. I just want to get over to Boogie Down Bronx's Super Chat. It says, this would be so Jets. Zach gets traded and wins a Super Bowl next year. LOL, not saying he will be the starting quarterback, but the football gods has it in for us. Uh, you know, the, the most realistic scenario I can kind of see that would get me like a little frustrated would be him getting traded to Minnesota and us playing Minnesota in London on a standalone game and somehow Kirk Cousins has a setback with the Achilles 
you know, if he resigns there. And then Zach has to trot in out there, and somehow he throws a ball to Justin Jefferson, and they wind up beating us in London in a standalone game that the whole nation's watching. And that's like, he's not getting to a Super Bowl. It's not happening. Not next year, at least. And based on how he's played so far, I don't think it's going to be happening. I hope it doesn't happen at all. Matt, what do you want to say to the Zach Wilson truthers out there that are so scared that Zach Wilson might perform? I have nothing left to say to Zach Truthers. I, I'm, I've run out of things to say after the last year or so. I was there with you. I I, I liked Zach too, man. I wanted the Jets to draft him. Mm. I, I went through it the first year and a half and was like, okay, like there's talent here. They just got to do this. And it's Jover. Just did not work. Did not work. All right, boys and girls, we're going to hop over here. We have our... This is a so before the show, I asked Matt and Greenbean to come up with their top five. I guess it's there's going to be a little context that's going to have to be added to this, but top five lists of free agents that you think the Jets could go after, want to sign. We're going to go over our list. I'll throw them up up on the screen, but we're going to ask the chat. uh, I guess before we do that, I I did have a poll question in there, and it was which position do you want to attack first? Offensive tackle wide receiver, interior offensive line, or backup quarterback. Offensive tackle was the one that wound up winning that vote. So when we build our our top five for agent list, you'll see right here, selected by the chat, the first option we're going to go is with the offensive tackle at number one. But I want to go through our list first. Matt, why don't you take us through your list of uh, players and kind of explain your top five, and then I'll go to Greenbean, and then I'll, I'll throw mine in at the end. Absolutely. Okay. So for this one, uh, I went not necessarily that like they could sign all five. Like I think it's unrealistic that the Jets could sign all these guys, but these are the players that I would be looking to target. T Higgins came in at number one. I think he's someone who has shown the ability to be a number one receiver, but uh, well, they drafted Jamar Chase and suddenly he becomes a one B and is a very, very good one B. Mike on I put uh, number two because I don't really love a lot of the bigger name tackles, but I like on Wayne's flexibility uh, that he could play either guard or tackle. Um, I like him better than Trent Brown. I think he's a little bit more uh, consistent um, and I think he's kind of just reaching his potential now. So I'd rather go that route than potentially overpay for someone who's maybe a little bit more of the proven name. Calvin Ridley came in next because I think it's important for the jets to fix wide receiver uh, through free agency and or trade. Uh, and, you know, those would be my top two realistic targets. I don't really think Mike Evans is a realistic target. Um, Michael Pittman, I don't think, is shaking free. Um, so that's why Ridley comes in three. Kevin Zeitler just going with best caliber guard. Guards usually tend to be a little bit cheaper than tackles. Now, Zeitler is a little bit up there in age, so it would kind of be like, that Alan Fanica ad in his mid thirties for the final couple years of his career. Um, and finally backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. I think he's the best backup quarterback on the market. I would get him paid and taken care of on day one. Uh, so those are my five. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Um, we do, I did see a report today. They were thinking T Higgins is expected to get the tag. So I guess it just sort of shifts everything slightly down one. Um, Creepy. I see your list is uh, looking similar. I'm kind of like a hybrid almost between the two of you, I think. Uh, Greenbean, why don't you walk us through your list? Well, um, to be clear, 
Um, I had uh, there, there, there's a, so I, you gave I'm really me seven um, names, Green Bean. Seven names. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I gave took your first like, one I know. you wrote, He's... and I didn't write down six because I said five. <laughs> well, I, it's a funny thing because uh, right, he's asked for a top five, and I just kept writing people. But interestingly enough, I completely spaced on backup quarterback. I don't know how I, I don't know how I, I'm seeing that. I'm like, oh my god, how the hell did I not uh, uh, do that? So. Um, I don't know. Look, I don't love Jonah Williams uh, specifically, um, but you know, but I think he's. I think that you know, getting him over, he's going to be less expensive than than like a lot. Of, you know, every year if there's like a premium tackle out there, uh, when you look at Spot Track, his market value is around thirteen million dollars. And I think that he would be a solidifying, for, you know, uh, presence on the left side. There are other options that I like. I just don't want to see us go into the draft with that that desperate need now. And that's even whether or not we're we're planning to use uh, ABT at at one of the tackle spots. I don't know. I think that ABT should be penciled in at guard and just leave him there, and we should work on the tackles. But so I just don't want to go into the draft. Uh, with that glaring, obvious need, like you've talked about, Ryan, uh, all somebody has to do is, like, uh, God forbid, if Joe Walt is sitting there at nine, we're getting jumped. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, so I'd hate to see us uh, so obviously needing that. If it's not Jonah Williams, um, it could be. There's a few other guys that I like uh, as well. Um, I like Tyler Boyd, just like you talked about. I mean, I would love T Higgins. I do think that they're probably going to tag him. And then the report came out today. I love Tyler Boyd and I think he's their number three. I think here he would be an, a, a very high quality number two, uh, very, very sure hands. He's an exciting player, uh, good route running. I, I, I'm really a, a big Tyler Boyd fan and, uh, and I think he would be great here. Uh, Zeitler, like was mentioned, he's a little bit older, but he's solid. His strength is pass uh, protection as well. Um, I think that uh, if, if we have to choose one, I'm going pass protection. I want Aaron Rodgers standing up uh, all year. That's what I want. That's the priority. Brees will figure it out. And once you have um, you know, a, a little bit of concern for our passing game, I think that inherently opens up the running game uh, as well, which we haven't seen you know, in, in, uh, in the past bunch of years. Our quarterback play has been so bad that teams are just stacking the box and saying, go ahead, Zach, if you can beat us, beat us. And he has shown, uh, you know, a, a sporadic ability to do that at best. Um, so then you got DJ Chark. I do want to see us bring in more than one wide receiver. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd is a great number two. Uh, we're still we're stuck with Lazard. I think Gibson uh, sticks around. But I'd love to see, you know, a sure-handed uh, kind of accomplice guy come in in addition to the guy that we're you know aiming for to be the number two dj chark would be a great solidifying presence uh in my opinion and then i'd love to see pat elfline brought in fuck white west schweitzer i i've never seen a a a an offensive lineman on his back so many times as we saw west schweitzer this year so um you know as long as they don't have to start again that's fine, but in our offensive line situation, we have seen our number twos and even threes have to start significant time. Uh, Elf line is a is a pretty good player. 
And uh, he's he I think he made five hundred thousand dollars or something, something cheap like that last year. Uh, so he's not going to break the bank. And I think you start stacking uh, the offensive line with with some bodies that you feel could come in for a couple games and and not be a complete mess. Uh, somebody that's starting for their first time, you know, Phil Hansen or or uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Newman and all these guys were like, well, I don't even know who this guy is. I'd rather see Elfline come in. So I'd, I'd like to see us. Uh, focus on some some free agent depth in, in in addition to our starters on the offensive line. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, I had Kevin Zeitler on my list originally, and you guys both had him, so I was like, ah, let me yank him off my list. I'll throw in my next option. Greenbean had a defensive tackle as his sixth person that he was looking at. It was not Fletcher Cox, but that was someone that uh, I, I the Jets have been connected with, I think the last two off seasons, if I'm not mistaken. He's Philadelphia guy, so just right up the turnpike. Come on up to MetLife Stadium. I would love to throw him next to uh, Quentin Williams. DJ Shark, I, we have his wide receiver coach from this past year. He signed a one-year $5 million deal. He's got the size profile that I really like, that six foot four, six foot five style uh, of receiver. Maybe he can have a little bit more success with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball instead of having a Bryce Young and, and all the chaos that went on down in Carolina. They had a horrible offensive line. Everything just fell apart down there. I would like to give get him, if you can get him one year, $5 million, that gives you the money to kind of have some flexibility with some other stuff. Jacoby Brissett, like Matt said, best backup quarterback you could probably get. Uh, I really like him. I love the adversity that he's gone through, both with uh, the Patriots, with the Colts, and with the Browns, and then to some degree with the, the the Washington football team down there. I think that if you bring him in, he could almost be that second coming of like a Geno Smith, where it's a 30-year-old, 31-year-old quarterback that never quite got the full shot to, to have it, and maybe you can develop him a little bit. No, I shouldn't say develop, but maybe he could be someone that can be a bridge quarterback in the future after Aaron Rodgers is gone. I really like him a lot, and at the very least, he's a high, high-end number two in the event you have to make it a game or two without him. Curtis Samuel, slot-wide receiver, I want to upgrade from Cobb. I think it's going to be tough for us to attract free agent-wide receivers. That's kind of the only reason I didn't have Calvin Ridley on this list. I, I shouldn't say the only reason. I, I don't he's going to be a lot of money. And I, and I don't know if I want to overpay for Calvin Ridley as much as I like him. I wanted to trade for him two years ago. I would have given up one of the draft picks for him. Um, Curtis Samuel, though, electric player. I think he's 27, 28 years old right now from Brooklyn. So he may want to come home and play in New York already. So that's kind of the, the inside track there. And then Jonah Williams for me, like green Bean said, there's the positional flexibility, and I'm not necessarily penciling him in at left tackle or right tackle. There's going to be warts with him. He's given up a bunch of sacks. There were issues there in, in Cincinnati. But I think when I look at just the human psyche, you you go from a situation where they traded for or uh, they, they sign Orlando Brown to a massive contract. They kick you over to the other side. You demand a trade. You no longer want to be in Cincinnati. Maybe you're just looking for a fresh start. Here come the New York Jets. Day one of free agency, they say, hey, we want you here to protect Aaron Rodgers. We think you're the guy that can get this done. If his value is $13 million, that's great. I'm totally fine with that. I love the positional flexibility that he offers because then it gives you that illusion going into the draft that you could have Jonah Williams at left tackle. And like Woody Johnson said, we have AVT and we need guards, implying that AVT is playing one of the tackles. So now you have Jonah Williams and AVT as your tackles going into the draft, at least hiding to some degree what you might want to do at number 10 overall. And if Olu Fashanu or Joe Alt winds up falling in the draft, 
you take one of them, Jonah Williams kicks over to, to right tackle, and then AVT's back over to left guard, which is where I would particularly want to have him land anyway. Or maybe you take Funga instead of, uh, you know, you don't have Olu or Alt there, or maybe you want JC Latham or one of those types of tackles that are more of a right tackle, then you can keep Jonah Williams on the left-hand side. I do think Jonah Williams will play significantly better with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball behind him. I, like the offensive line to me, as bad as it was the last few years, you got to remember we've had the worst quarterback play for years now. And going from Zach to Rodgers, there is no wider gap that you could possibly have at a position group, and especially a position that is so incredibly important like quarterback. So I think the offensive line isn't as bad as we thought it was. It's not like obviously we got to get the tackles, we got to improve it, but I think it's going to look dramatically better with Rodgers back there than what it did with Zach the last three years. So those are our, our lists. I threw a poll question in the chat. Uh, it looks like with 49% of the vote, the chat wants to go with Mike Unwenyu for uh, yeah. our offensive lineman that we're going to go after first and foremost. That's Matt's guy that he had on his board. So I was looking at Unwenyu. I had him on my players to watch for free agency for the New York Jets. And the only reason I did not put him there is because I, so I do a show with uh, Patriots Global over on the Roundtable Sports Channel. And I was telling him, I was like, oh, dude, I love the positional flexibility. I like that he's always healthy. He's trending up in the right direction. He's like, yes, yes, yes. You don't want him as a tackle. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. I best not have watched enough Patriot games. Uh, but that was, the, 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 I was, I thought that was weird. I thought it was weird. And I was like, now I'm scared. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, with someone that's, you know, clearly underperformed in Jonah Williams as an alternative, as opposed to gambling on, on, on when you, which is probably a stupid decision on my part, Matt, uh, I guess if we start with Unwenyu, uh, are we looking for maybe wide receiver next, you think? And who should we go after? Because i gotta got to make a poll question. Let's throw four names in the poll. Uh, the, I just want to say chat knows ball. Uh, love that Unwenyu was uh, the one that was voted. Um, yes, wide receiver would definitely be the next batch here that I would be looking at. I would say take T. Higgins off that list. I was going to say, do we want to assign maybe a value next to each one? Because I think if I put Ridley down here, everyone's going to take Ridley. Um, but maybe the financial side of things may sway something. Like, what do we value Ridley at? $18 million? $20 million? Well, PFF has their projected contracts if you want to do that for the free agents. And just Let's do that. Person's free agent here. Give me one second. I'll pull them up. Cool. Uh, uh I'm going to just okay. start creating this list. Ridley's projected is 16.25 AAV. That's interesting. That's cheaper than I would have thought. Uh, what's Curtis Samuels? 9 million AAV. Ooh, that is a little higher than I was thinking. Okay. And then uh, we've got... Do they have Boyd and Shark in there? Yeah, Boyd is eight seven five. Ooh. And Shark is seven seven five AAB. See, that surprises me. I don't think he played well enough this past year uh, to justify like nearly a three million dollar raise. That seems seems a little crazy to me. Um. When I'm looking at this list, 
do is there any like we know we were kind of linked to to Ridley in the past when we were looking to trade for him has has there been any rumors as far as where they think he may end up going for me I like Boyd a lot if we can get Boyd I would say Boyd would be my top option on this list because of the like the the contract I know he's from Pittsburgh and he's talked about really liking Mike Tomlin so I think if the Steelers want him I think they will get him but I would be all in on Boyd. I definitely like him a lot. Um, oh, yeah, I like Boyd too. Sh- Shark for that amount of money, I I don't like or Shark, however you want to say that. I don't love seven point seven five for him. No, I think that's a little. Ri- He's had like what five hundred yard seasons back to back year somewhere Ooh. in that. He hasn't had a good season in like three years. Yeah, I I'm okay with him being like a number four ish yeah. wide receiver you know but in that like three to five million dollar range but if that's we're talking exactly. five, yep that's yeah, exactly seven. what i'm thinking too so yeah eight million is too much yeah i i'm i'm with you guys on that for sure All but right. think about this like having him as the number four so to speak like say hypothetically just with my scenario you have you know garrett wilson you have uh tyler boyd you got alan lazard by default and then you got dj shark like, that's not a bad group then you got gibson and the brownlees and the mm-hmm. you know irv charles is going to make the roster for special teams so you got those guys um but then you know, you know we're going to draft somebody too i imagine we're going to bring in a wide receiver in the with a, one of our first two picks that that's my thought but if we were able to get tyler boyd and shark in free agency i don't think maybe maybe you don't have to maybe you can go ahead and 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 use that third on your interior offensive line. So who knows? I think it'd be a good group though. Much better than we saw last year. hundred percent. I should preface my list here with like, I want to trade for a wide receiver. Like Cortland Sutton has been my number one for a while. Like that, that's how I would like to address wide receiver. And now you could throw Ayuk into that list too. If you can wind up getting a, you know, Ayuk from the 49ers and he wants to come over here, both those guys would be higher than I think any free agent wide receiver um, I don't think you're going to find the caliber of receiver outside of, you know, Ridley's really good. I would take Ayuk and Sutton um, for the reasons we stated earlier, just the value of the contract for Sutton. Um, and then, although $16 million, it's really not that far off at that point. You're, you're talking $3 million. I was surprised it was that low, honestly. Ridley for $16 million appears to be the winner in the chat. So that's going to be 49% of the vote. Um. Do we want to say interior offensive line next, or do we want to say backup quarterback next? Um, I was thinking backup quarterback. I don't know. What do you, what okay. do you think? Let's do that. Yeah, sure. That's good. All right. So let's say do they, they got the uh, contracts for the, the backups too there, Matt? Yes. Uh, Brissett, 6.5 AAV. All right. Uh, let's do. Let's throw Tannehill in there. See what he's worth. Five point five AAV. Uh, we want to say Minshew, I guess. Uh, eight seven five for Minshew. And then, do we have a fourth one? Is Trubisky on that list yet? They just released him, so he may uh, not be. No, but here, let me, here, I could sort by position and give you another name that would make. 
I would love us to go after Tyler Huntley. It doesn't make any sense from like our actual offense, but like, man, he's a fun quarterback to watch. If you could have him learn behind the the best running quarterback of all time and then come in with the like arguably one of the best throwing quarterbacks of all time, throw a dart. <laughs> Joe Douglas, curveball, baby. The next backup listed here is Jameis for one for four on this Ooh. list. Okay. All right. So poll question is in the chat. Right now, Mr. O'Leary's got a runaway with our top two chat free agents. And it appears we're going to have another one with Mr. Brissett here. People are throwing uh, throwing their votes uh, in there. Yeah. Tannehill, he's creeping up a little bit. They're hovering around. Tannehill for 5.5 is really interesting. On a yards per game basis, Tannehill's way better than Brissett. Like, I think Brissett averages like 175 yards a game. Tannehill's 230, 225 a game. Although you might have to adjust for the last two years. That's the only thing. I think you might have to adjust because it's weird on like the games where like if you come in and throw three passes and have like 25 yards, that counts for your yards per game. So uh, Mm. that that is a little bit at times misleading. Other times it's not. I mean, even Mm. if, you know, it doesn't technically start the game, but comes in 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 relief and throws 20 passes like that's essentially Mm. a full game or close to one. Um, Tannehill, I, I, I like that connection because just how high the jets were on him last year number one and then number two they have essentially that same staff offensive staff here um i think there's a couple connections on that one so it looks like Brissett is going to get the nod here if i had to guess i don't think it's gonna i don't think we're gonna get enough votes to override that so we're gonna throw in jacoby And then, What's with the Sam Darnold love in the in the uh, in the chat? I mean, did I you guys love not- Sam Darnold? If there if there was Ugh. any rational reason that Joe Douglas would go out and get a backup quarterback, and it could be Sam Darnold, I'd sign up for it. I fucking love Sam. Based on what? <laughs> I, but based I would, on I what? Just, I because I wanted him to be everything. I thought he was going to be everything, and like, I, it's you know, it's, it hits me in the feels. I like. I was so excited when we got him. He treat like the way his mannerisms and everything like are exactly what I want out of a, you know, a New York quarterback aside from like, you know, it's like that uh, Jeter or um, Eli Manning type of mentality where he's not going to cause any, you know, ripples or waves. I just like Sam. He handled everything on the way out perfectly. Like it's not like a kicking and screaming thing. Like, yeah, I know the only the only thing. Yeah, I hear all that. The only thing not to like is how bad he sucked. You know, that's fair. That's totally fair. That's the whole. That's the rub, you know. But and we then had you no see weapons. In, like, like the team. If uh, we had Sam now, please, your Sam dude. He now. had two years. He had two years in in Carolina, dude. You know, I mean, like, you know, he he had three years with us, two years in oh, Carolina. He came in for the Niners this year. He had that fucking a terrible fumble. Total Sammy, total Sammy boy play. He looked like he was he was playing okay. He's got 150 yards, whatever it was. Looks good. He's got a touchdown. And then he fumbles it away like he likes to do. It's just, you know, dude, I mean, the guy, I don't know, man. I don't see it. I hear you. We want, I want all the guys that we had, that we pinned, you know, pinned our hopes and dreams on to have been great. But backwards is bad. Backwards is bad for starters. You know, or, or even, you know, to for like a backup quarterback for a team like this. 
Just go get Ryan Tannehill. Go get Jacoby Brissett. Let Sam Darnold wither away in San Francisco. For God's sakes, everybody. I like Grumpy Green Bean. He's fun. He's been a little bit more grumpy the last few weeks. He's a grumpy bean. Can we can we make an emoji for a grumpy bean? We should have a grumpy bean emoji. Yeah, the freeze bean thing is, uh, you know, maybe, maybe like you know that like explosion, like firecracker-y looking thing. Maybe that with a green bean logo. Like you got to put both next to each other. Someone that's uh, a member of the channel, put the freeze bean logo with a little, you know, gator. You know what I'm talking about? The little the pop. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what I want to. You know we yeah you know all you got to do is make me into like an old. Oh wait a minute, you just need a picture for that. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> dude sam donald i don't get it everybody i understand your dreams i get it. it's done it's like the girl that got away she's married dude she's got two kids let go go get a new girl you know what i mean find the that's right girl it's not her that's fair. she cheated on you she what had mono other, uh, what other free agents do we want to throw up on this list i don't think i think we hit like the three Tackle wide receiver backup quarterback. We need some now defensive I feel like tackles too, though, man. We not we got to go get somebody. We do. Okay, so let's do this. We'll do. Um. So I'll put Fletcher Cox on that list. Matt, do you know how much he was slated for? Nine one year, nine million dollar deal. All right. Uh. You know, and did you, you see that? The only the only tackle we have signed is Quinnen. That's it. At the end of this year, you're talking yeah, about. That's crazy. Or are you saying right now? Right now, right it can't now. be because we, we've we got JFM Ooh. and we've got Clemens. JFM's not a defense. He's an end. I would I put Michael Clemens is an end. I mean, really? I mean, yeah, you can he move is. it, sure, but, you know. But still, it's weird. I think you bring back Solomon Thomas and, and Quentin Jefferson. Like I, those are more like one-year contract type things. Yeah. Um, let's see. We wanted Javon Kinlaw in there. Kinlaw, that's my guy. Yeah, Javon Kinlaw. And, and I don't know that? if it's accurate, but I mean, spot tracks. You know, I like I like spot track, but their market value is not always on. Like they had Connor McGovern at twelve million last year. He got one. One point nine. <laughs> but uh but they got him at five poor is it uh 5.4 million dollar annual salary i think he'd be fantastic for that yeah pff has it at five five so they're essentially the same yeah all right go. what are the up. other defensive tackles that we're looking at like do we want to throw in solomon thomas or do we just kind of like maybe new faces that we're looking for yeah, let's go with new. I mean, so I do agree that we should sign, and I think we will sign yeah. Solomon Thomas. Yeah, Matt, what other uh, D tackles we got in free agency? Well, I mean, at the top you have Chris Jones, who's like thirty million dollars a year. So I'm going to pass Say, up on like, those guys. Oh, he'd be so great though for us. Wouldn't that be oh. fun, dude? He was electric in the Super Bowl. Sheldon Rankins. There Ooh. you go. There you go. Ten, Ten million AAV. Sheldon Rankins. Why not? Why now? Why wouldn't he want to leave the surging Texans to come back to the shit show Jets? Why? I mean, I think it seems perfect. <laughs> we got I one more it. in there that we could could throw on the uh, list. Yeah, I'm trying Nathan to make a Shepard. list of realistic ones. You know, like they have guys who are like Leonard Williams. Like Leonard Williams, they're not paying 18 million dollars a year to come play next to Quinn no. Williams. What about like Fadukasi? Uh, is he around? <laughs> Isn't he retiring? Is that what it was? I don't know. I, I no thought idea. I saw that. 
Shelby Harris. All right. Three million, something like that. A lower end. We could just call it like lower end D tackle. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. Space eater guys. You know what I mean? Get in there. I'm curious to see where this goes. All right, cool. Electric Cox. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Come on. Get enough. the Kinlaw votes in there. What are you guys doing? I haven't Kinlaw's watched enough young. Kinlaw to know what he's done or hasn't done. He's so, young, but, man. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's interested for half the price. It's interesting. Nine million for a D tackle is definitely more than I was really wanting to spend. Like, I like the idea of bringing back Jefferson. I like the idea of bringing back Solomon Thomas. Both together probably don't equal nine million dollars. Um, I don't think at least they're probably going to be around three or four. I would think. You know why I'm grumpy, guys? I'm going to tell you, Mister Grumpy Gills. <laughs> Because everybody's got COVID here. I think I got COVID. Uh, you know, that's what it is. My wife's got everybody's everybody's sick in my house. Green and I don't feel well. I, I just I just haven't taken the test yet, but I know I got it. I, and I, you know, once you get I have plans for this week. I my son, he's going my my son has uh uh guest list tickets to a concert in in Baltimore. And you know, it looks like we might not be able to go. It's like it's sad. You know what I mean? So I'm grumpy. I'm pissed off. And the Jets suck. And Woody with the rocks. We can't get grass because there's too many rocks. I didn't hear that quote. That's amazing. Let me read it to you. Hold, hold on. That's I'm gonna find real. It's hilarious. You dipshit. Like that's what it's I'm saying. Like billionaires are not smarter than the rest of us. They're not. You know, no one becomes a billionaire because they worked hard. They they you know. You took advantage of other people. That's how you get a billion dollars. The difference yeah, between one million and a billion is nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars. That's a wild amount yeah, of money. A lot of, more. A lot of money. Right. Insane. A billion is a thousand million. Thousand million. All right. So this is Woody's comment, it, and uh, and just if you guys haven't seen it, I it's in the podcast. Like I I don't know what it was about the podcast this week. I just laughed constantly. It was because of this damn. I just, I really focused on this interview. I was hysterically laughing at the thing. I was like literally laughing while I was talking about it. But this is what he said. Okay, just listen to this. He goes, we discuss it at least once a week. This is what he's saying about grass. Okay, fucking once a week, what he's talking about grass, he's trying to tell us. Once a week, it comes up what we can do and how we can do it. You know, MetLife is the busiest stadium in the world, really. So how do we do it? If we could do grass, if I had a tray or something, which we've done the tray system, by the way, it didn't work, uh, because you want to make sure grass is as safe in November, December, January, and turf, mud and rocks and all that, that can be dangerous too. <laughs> I didn't catch that part of the quote. Oh, and oh, then he geez. says this, <laughs> he goes on, he goes, it's going to get beat up. You're going to have to change it. And then when you put grass, you put grass down every couple of weeks, or every month, it gets very spongy. It's a different deal. When when we did it for soccer last time, your foot kind of dug in. I'm not sure they're going to like it, is what he said. So they prefer the rubber balls, the slippery rubber asshole. breaker. <laughs> what the, I'm not sure they're going to like it. Fucking ask them. They're all going to go, yes, yes, that's what we want. We want the grass. Spongy my ass. 
Sponge. Yeah, I don't care about your billion dollar bank account. Denver's changed their grass out twice in the last year. There's no reason why Mr. Billionaire with all his money he can't do it with two other. You got two billionaires. You guys figure out how to fucking grow grass. I'm sorry. It's the funniest thing. It's it's hilarious, dude. The the rocks thing. May, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I read it. That's what I was like. Was. There's rocks. In the I dirt. don't think Woody's ever mowed. Do you think Woody's ever mowed a lawn before? Never, no, not once. Like even oh, growing no up, idea. like at, at all, like mo no. push mower, <laughs> ride on anything. No, here's the thing. He's of the ilk. Like there are rich people that like want their kids to like you know you know, know the value of a dollar and like earn. And that's Woody's way above. That's that you don't lower yourself to the help. Like that's Woody. You know what I mean? You don't wash dishes. You don't fucking mop floors. Damn. You don't mow the lawn. That's where Woody is. That and is I could be wrong. Woody could be in the chat right now and go, you don't know shit about me. I mowed my lawn. I used to rake the leaves every fall. Maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I don't see him mowing a lawn. I don't think Me so. Me neither. This I is my favorite show. I swear to God. This is my I, favorite show. I look forward to the 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock slot on Tuesdays every damn week between the chat and you guys just, you know, oh, brightens my week. Every yeah, week. it's fun. All right. We're going to say uh, Fletcher Cox ends up winning the defensive tackle nod. So we'll say that. And then we got to come up with uh, what would our fifth? I have an idea. I have an idea. All right. When I saw someone, forgive me, it was scrolled by in the chat at some point. But what about RB2? Ooh, Ooh. I like that. So Very I'm gonna good. I'm gonna throw in JK Dobbins right off the bat because okay, of the yeah. connection with Rogers in rehab. Um, this is this is an appealing deal, potentially. One year, two million dollars. Love it. That's it. I'm not. I don't want to hear pay Saquon eleven million dollars a year to be our RB two for for our guy Brees Hall. I don't want to hear it. Real quick before we go into the the quarterback stuff. Actually, no. I'll bring it up after the quarterback stuff. But just I'll, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. All right. What other what other uh, running back stuff we get? Can I can I throw a name in the hat? Yeah. De DeAndre Swift at six point five million a year. Interesting. Let me take a look here. I gotta acclimate myself. Yeah, Green go ahead. How much was I gotta it? Acclimate myself. All right, uh, six, six, two, six two five was DeAndre Swift. Six point two five. All right. Dude. Interesting. Tony Pollard is looking at a six point five million dollar market value. What? Really? That feels like it yeah, can't be. Right. That's not, PFF has it at eight, so that's not really like that far. Dude, do you want me to put Tony Pollard? I feel dude. like Tony Pollard's a starting running back. He is, but dude, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, you don't want to take the 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 bell cow thing from Brees Hall, but dude, adding Tony Pollard, holy shit! I do like me some Tony Pollard. I do too. I, let's let's table him for right now and put him in like that that Saquon category for right now. That he's going to look for a starting role somewhere. Um, I think aren't one of the Green Bay running backs a free agent as well? Yeah, let's AJ, go get those guys. AJ Dillon is four million AAV. Are there other what other running backs are out there, Matt? These are these are two quality options that I would say deserve to be on the list or could potentially maybe flip a coin between the two. Devin Singletary or Zach ooh. Moss. Ooh, ooh. I like that. So, yeah, Singletary. Singletary. I was just looking at Devin Singletary. What about Clyde Edwards Hilaire? 
Um, is he on there? He's, he's oh, on yeah. there. He's looking. You know what his market value is? 1.6. Yeah, it's got to be pretty low. But that's a perfect backup. Anyway, uh, I like Singletary. I didn't want to take your your guys. We'll talk about your guys. How much was Singletary for? Uh, four two five. Point two five. All right. So, do you want me to take AJ Dillon off, and you want me to put Zach Moss on there instead? Uh, put Clyde Edwards Hilaire. All right. At one one. What was it? One five. Greenbean. One six. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. How do you spell Hilaire? Uh, take a shot. We got to see if you get it right first before we correct you. Oh shit! Hell. H e l a i r e. Hilaire. The Fresh okay. Prince of Hilaire. How much is he getting? 1.6. Right now, he's 2.7, but they're saying he's going to command 1.671379. All right, so we I threw that in the chat. Uh, Blitzcrew pops in. What's up, Blitzcrew? Saying, uh, what we got? Oscar the Grouch with a white beard. Jets trash can. Hey. Better for Grumpy Bean. <laughs> Two billionaires can afford the maintenance. Players would happily adjust to grass. Blitz crew, you're forgetting about the rocks. Okay. <laughs> the rocks. I just can't do it. I just I don't yeah, know what to can't do. do it, dude. Can't do it. So the I'm, dirt I'm we surprised. Have access to. I was going to say, I'm surprised I didn't see. Uh, maybe it happened in the chat and I just, I, I whiffed on it. We heard this past week, everyone talking about Donovan Smith. He's a Jet fan, the offensive tackle from Kansas yeah. City. Uh, he would love to play for the Jets. Oh, it's weird that he's talking about, oh, you know, I would love to play for the Jets before he plays the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Very odd conversation, I thought. Um, Greenby, what are your thoughts on on Mr. Donovan Smith while we let the chat vote on their, uh, their running back too? Here's my thoughts on that piece of shit. He's the guy that held Jermaine Johnson uh-huh. uh, in – yeah, and so that's the guy. So as bad as his stats are, there should be at least one more really big sack on his damn record that's not there because he was allowed to absolutely manhandle Jermaine Johnson. Now, if we're going to bring him on for 1.4 for a backup, maybe you consider it, but I don't know, man. And he, and he was holding in the Super Bowl. I saw it at least once or twice. Clear holds. Um, so, uh, I don't, I don't love him and I'm still mad about that. Dude, he held, not only did he hold Jermaine Johnson on that long run, but he held, uh, Chaz Surratt on a touchdown run. Like they scored a touchdown and he got mugged, like tackled the dude. And, uh, yeah, yeah, super frustrating. He's been so bad the last two years. I saw, I I was reading a, a Jet X article and they were talking about how, the when he was on the field, I think the Chiefs averaged like 3.5 yards per carry. And in the five games he missed, they averaged like I want to say it was like close to five yards a carry. It was something stupid. Like, and then the year before when he was with Tampa Bay, they were the 32nd ranked run offense when they ran to the left hand side. So, like, like we want to run with Brees Hall. I don't think Donovan Smith is the guy. And even as a swing tackle, I want Carter Warren to be the heir apparent at left tackle, if I'm being honest, or one of the tackles, or I, want, I would love to develop him. And if that means putting Donovan Smith in place of Carter Warren, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that at all. I would rather Carter Warren get those reps and not even, you know, great. Don, uh, Donovan Smith is a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. You're going to give me the Roger Saffold treatment? You shouldn't sign me as a fucking tackle just because I'm a Jet fan. Matt, your thoughts on Donovan Smith? 
it's really 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 hard for me to hate a guy from Hempstead like mm. he grew up like I want to be clear I don't I don't hate I, him I just no 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 I know I know but but I mean like he's not good but he grew up a Jet fan where they used to practice Long Island kid lived not too far from me like I want to love this guy. I want him to be good and to have the coming home. And then, you know, oh, we signed. Here's a picture of him with uh, Lavernius Coles at Hofstra in 2006. You know, but that he's not, he, he ain't it. Um, and he had, was really, really bad in the Super Bowl, too. Mm-hmm. Not, he, he's not good. Um, I, again, I, I want to love the guy. I want him to be the fix at left tackle. Like if he was a stud and like, yeah, I'm going to come home to my hometown team. I grew up rooting for them. I, you know, I played high school football even for a couple years before I moved away, you know, in Hempstead and great. It would be a great story, but he's not the guy. I'm going to end the poll right here. We've got 85 votes. It looks like JK Dobbins is going to win this one with uh, a dead heat battle between DeAndre Swift at 6.25 and Devin Singletary at 4.25. I just, I love, I really like J.K. Dobbins when he's healthy, and I'd rather roll the dice on his crazy upside at 2 million because of his home run hitting ability, even off, you know, the Achilles injury. And is this his second Achilles, or did he have an ACL and then the Achilles? I think he might have had, was it two? He, he's been was, injured. Wasn't it, I feel oh, like wow. it was a knee. I think he had a knee. And then the Achilles. I, I agree. I think it was an ACL first and then yeah. Achilles. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, you're correct. You are correct by that. ACL, then Achilles. So check out our top five free agents selected by the chat right now. Mike and Wenyu, going to solve our situation at tackle. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver two. Jacoby Brissett, best backup quarterback on the market. Fletcher Cox, big Cox in the big city. J.K. Dobbins. Spelling Mr. Brees Hall. Ugh. Sign me How up. much did all that cost, Ryan? I was going to say that's going to be pretty expensive. I don't know. Did we know what on when you was worth? I don't know uh, if we put that value in there. I could, here, I could go back and look. Because uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll add it next to these names so we can see. 14.5 million AAV. Yeah, wow. All right. And Ridley was, was it 16.25? Yes. Uh, Brissette was six. Is that right? Uh, please hold. I know Cox six. was nine. A six point five. Six point five. Six point five. And then Dobbins was two million. So let me, I'm going to, bam. All right, so sitting there, you're looking. I mean, this is not what their cap hit would actually be in year one. So if we have, let's say, forty million dollars to work with after restructures and shit, it's not actually hitting you for fourteen point five, sixteen point two five, six point five, nine and two. It would be something like you know, Calvin Ridley might be a, a three million dollar cap hit this year, and when you might be a five million dollar cap hit or something like that. But because it like escalates as the cap goes up, it would be a little different. I don't think this is that far off. I think you can get all these guys with the money we're going to end up having. Um, the rid, because I think tackle we're going to be spending close to that number. I think that like if I had to pencil in a number for what we'd have to spend, the the yep. Ridley one I think could be the most volatile because I think he could choose to go elsewhere. 
And then that would leave us probably with a drastically cheaper option, barring a trade and restructure for like an IUC or something like that. Matt, what are your thoughts about our uh, our chat selected free agents here? Um, I think this would be a pretty good solution for fixing the New York Jets. I think this team would look significantly better in 2024 if that's the haul that they came away with. I think it's it's an optimistic look, but not crazy unrealistic. Creamy, what about you? How are you feeling about this free agent class? I wouldn't be unhappy with it. Um, I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I think the Calvin Ridley thing is going to be, if that, you know, that's even on the lower side. I think he's going to get more than that. But um, I don't know. I just think it's it's a lot to pay. I don't think we have it, you know. Um, the rest of the guy, I mean, and J.K. Dobbins, I wouldn't want to. Dude, the Jets are the bad luck Browns. You know, bad Browns, Bears, the bad luck Bears. You know what I mean? Like See, the bad I want to draft Bears. a running back, so I don't even want to go with a yeah. backup in free and agency. Gonna, so I, I would go a different route there. You know who we're drafting, everybody? We're bringing on Carson Steele. You heard it here first. Take a look if you haven't looked. He's the best. You're going to love he him. He doesn't go down. Dude, he's the best. That's what we need here. He doesn't I have breakaway him. speed, but he he compliments Brees. He's that goal line back that's just going like, right. to bully his way in. I got a Carson soft spot. Steel, I want some PTSD and get some Frank Gore Jr. in here. Yeah, right. You uh, like to go back. You want to dip your wick in the past. Uh, you know what I mean? No I matter how it. you do it. I love it. Give me all the juniors. It's great. Does Brooke Bollinger have a kid coming out soon? Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude, Every literally every player from like my childhood that I used to play Madden with – like there's a junior for everyone. It is Asante Samuel Jr., Patrick Sertan Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. You got, uh, well, I guess J.C. Horn, uh, Chris Jenkins Jr. You got Brendan Rice, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like literally every single person that I grew up playing Madden with, their kids coming into <laughs> the NFL at this point in time. It's wild to think how close Frank Gore Jr. and Frank Gore Sr. were to playing together. Like eerily close. Yeah, it's five years. That's, That's nuts. Is it even that long? Because wasn't Gore was here his final? Well, I guess yeah, because it would be this upcoming year. That's right. That's right. That's nuts. That's insane to me, especially for a running back. Like the shelf life is just ridiculous for senior. Yeah, that's um, ah, absolutely wild. I mean, that could be interesting though to think about, man. The pedigree. If you're going to get 27 years out of the guy, maybe he's worth drafting. My thought process is if you have, you know. uh, Let's say your parents, one was a teacher, the other one was, uh, you know, a lawyer or something. Or if you have a a parent that was like, you know, your mom was like some sort of, you know, track athlete or something. And then your dad was just like a pro football player. You're being groomed from like birth to to like how to eat, how to work out, how to train. Like I love the legacy players. And it's such a like a weird thing. I get people when I do my mock drafts and stuff, they're like, you just like the last names. I was like... There's like there's probably seven years of development before anyone else. <laughs> anyone yeah, before else. they even picked up a football, right? Yeah, it's totally different. Oh, and then Blitzcrew comes in and he goes, <laughs> he goes, would be happy if we draft Rice and McCaffrey and Gore. Let's get yeah. all three of them. McCaffrey would be great, and I like Rice. Rice is one of my favorites. Uh, to I mean, I'm whether for or not he makes, yeah, whether or not he makes it there. I, I think it's a long shot, but I would Same. I would snatch him in a second if he was there. Yeah, I right in that third round, I'm looking at like Xavier Leggett. I'm looking at Brendan Rice, uh, I, Roman Wilson. I don't know if he's going to make it that far. 
The third round, I think, is going to be a really nice spot for a wide receiver. I wish, I I hope we can get a second. I want to get a second in the worst way because then I think you're getting like a really nice player that's going to start this year. Um, All right. We have hit the end of our show, boys and girls. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button. If we can get this up to 200 likes, we'll get two more qualifiers for our t-shirt giveaway that we are doing right now. Can win a jersey, a mug, a pillow, a shirt. Something like that. That's right. Something's coming. Love it. I have. How many we got? One sixty-three. Yeah. And Matt, you've got the uh, you've got the list from last week. I think we got four names to add in here. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Okay, let's get all four onto this list. All right. Let me know when you're ready, Bean. I'm ready. This guy, uh, Gator McCluskey. Ah, oh, that guy's all right. Who's that? Did you see we his uh, his edit today with the uh, the prediction? So good. No. Oh, Where was man. that? He had he had the the magician or whatever it was from Hard Knocks holding up the sign, and instead of it saying like the Super Bowl for you know Jets 49ers, it said Zach Wilson still sucks or or something along those lines. Oh, and it had Rogers yeah. like laughing because it cuts to him. It's like ah, oh, perfect. We right, got so Gator. Uh, who's next? Greg Gagne. Mm, the gag. The gagster. Get ready to rig it. We got pure imagination. Sounds like our Super Bowl dreams. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, two more. James Falls. Oh, I hope he's all right. <laughs> and FBJ. <laughs> what was that? FD what? Uh, FBJT. All right. All right. I'll do one more in here. We didn't get to 200. It doesn't look like, but we'll do nah. one more. Who is who's it going to be? I bet it's David D. Let's see. Let's see what Nightbot picks. David D. Here it comes. Nope. Ricky, New York. Ricky it New York. is. All right. I Ricky. Think I have a feeling Nightbot may weigh the, the randomness in terms of how many like comments you put in the chat. Hmm. Oh yeah. Although I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't been looking at like the winners that pop up, so I could be totally like I see Dakota's on that list. Dakota's Dakota. Let me just recognize Dakota real quick. Anytime I post a stream, always the first person. First, yeah. yeah. Always. He's (laughs) right. He's either first or second or at worst third, and in every one of mine as well. So Dakota's a rock star. I got Jay Z Jets beats him a lot on my side. See Jay Z. Dakota's always in there. Connor, uh, NY Jets flight talk. He's in there early. But Dakota's <clears> the <throat> one that like, what a guy. What a guy. Or a girl. I don't know. Either one. Channel analytics Could. say it's a 97% chance you're a guy. There you go. That's right. 97%. You have a pecker. <laughs> or at least you told us. Or not us. You told YouTube. You That's right. You reportedly, allegedly. <laughs> how many uh, how many contestants we got, Green Bean? 29. 29. Whoops. Blocked Green Bean's face again. Do that again. Oh, no. Oh, there I go. 29. Spin All right. We- Random number generator says number 18. Who we got number 18? Blitz crew. Mother. No. We <laughs> covered it. <laughs> Well, dude, he's got—he's in here. He gave five things away, right? He has like twelve super chats. 
We got to switch something up so he gets something different. He's he's got two pillows. I think he said he's wearing his Rogers Wilson shirt. Is that what I saw in there? Yeah, he has eight there. entries tonight. Yeah, he's eight. wearing his Rogers Wilson 2024 shirt right now. Let's go pillow. He's getting a third one. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Yeah, Blitz crew, Blitz crew said pick someone else until there's a hat. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So uh, I'm going to pick another number, Green Bean. The spin still counts. It's going to be whoever number seven is. Oh, and he would have gotten All a right. pillow. Oh, wow. Pillow. All right. <laughs> All right. Number seven is Blitz Crew. I'm just kidding. It's Mitt oh. Flair wins Ooh. the. Uh, Mitt Flair. Mitt, we've Mitt. got a pillow for you to cry into. Reach out to JetsTalk247 at gmail.com or talkingjetshow at gmail.com. Let's get your shipping info. We'll send you out a nice pillow uh, with our beautiful monkey faces on it. There Mine's you go. Like, I think is this mine? Am I the mouth? I'm not wearing mine. Uh, oh yeah, green bean eyes <laughs> with the beard. Are you the, Mine's no, the mouth because I, I have the hat on. There you go. All I right. had to think yeah, about I'm that the one eyes. for a second. I, can't see. I love it. I love it. All right, boys and girls, we are at the end of our show, so let's go around our panel, and give our closing thoughts. Green bean, any last words for our panel? Uh, Mark Riz put in the chat that the Chiefs have never been called for a holding in three in three Super Bowls. That is an amazing stat, and I call bullshit. Uh, there's something to it, everybody. That said, tomorrow night, right? Uh, yeah, Wednesday, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here, Tigo and myself will be digging into another subject or two maybe this time, uh, trying to figure out the best way to GM this team uh, we'll be uh, happy to have you guys. It's a good time. And then the Thursday thick of it, 8 p.m. on Green Bean Jets Fan. And let's have a, let's have some fun this week and talk Jets. We got the real offseason started today. Matt, any last words for our panel? I am so excited for the remaining shows this week. We got Green Bean and Tigo dropping the gloves tomorrow. Me and Jeremy got some topics to give you a dose of reality. Tons of content coming out over here on Talking Jets. Excited for the draft party. Just exciting times here to be a Jets fan. You guys heard it. Our Talking Jets draft party. Ooh, I did not scale that the right way. Rats. That's all right. Talking Jets draft party. Tickets are on sale if you guys want to join us. TalkingJets.com. Going to be a good time. First round of the NFL draft. Be there or be square. This is Talking Jets. Signing off. J-E-T-S. Go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you going to blame the defense? I got the pouch. Screw Green Bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. And that's the other part of this. The people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best. And it does a different way with positivity. What would you give up to see a Jets Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumb, boys and girls. Freeze run. Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies. And stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Jets, Jets.